Hello and welcome to Just Bleed Radio, episode 17, the awards show. Happy New Year, everybody. Today we'll be taking a look at who the Morning Combat Discord donks have chosen for the fighting awards for 2023. I'm your host, Danger Mouse, and it looks like it's just myself and Austin reviewing these tonight. So, so maybe we should just rename this segment the Mouse and the Pest Controller. What do you think, eh, Austin? <laughs> That'd be fine. I mean, sure, why not? <laughs> At this point... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, before we get started, I just want to thank Podium Baby, the MVP of the Morning Combat Discord, who keeps track of everybody's picks and compiles stuff like this for us. Uh, he's been kind enough to give us early access to what the donks have voted for and to give us something to talk about during these barren times. The voting is still open for a couple more days, so it is possible that some awards may change, but from what I've seen, most of the categories have pretty clear winners, so it'll probably stay the same. But anyway, cheers, Podium Baby. Thank you very much, man. It's much appreciated. And before we get rolling, I'll just say that this year's UFC Fight Picks will start next week, and anyone who listens to the show and wants to get involved is welcome to hop onto the Morning Combat Discord. Uh, Just Just Bleed Radio is the bastard child of morning combat, and it's where we all met and ended up becoming friends and starting this show. So if anyone wants to get involved, then you can just search on Discord for morning combat, or you can simply send me a message at underscore danger mouse, and I'll send you an invite. And with no further ado, let's get on with this. Hey, Austin? Yes, sir. Okay, so we'll start with the coach slash gym of the year and I, I just want to say on this one this was a category i suggested and i was roundly mocked for su- for uh, suggesting what i did and it's kind of turned out the way that i said it would anyway but uh, very quickly we have francisco grasso at the lobo gym versus marcus de Mata at att and henry hooft at Killcliffe, and finally eric nixick at extreme couture uh, those are the only four nominations we got and the first three, Francisco, Marcus, and Henry, all received a stunning one vote each, which and which is Eric Nixick with 16 points, which is what I said in the first place. We might as well not have voted. It was pretty obvious that Eric was going to get this one. I know we had a little conversation beforehand, uh, and I think we said that Eric was probably going to get it. I, I don't think that you don't have any argument with this uh, particular reward, do you, Austin? No, absolutely not. And for one reason only, I mean, like... <laughs> If you're going to say, like, if we're sticking particularly with MMA, like with Sean Strickland, and then, like, also having Nganu take on Tyson yeah. Fury, I mean, exactly. come on. There's no other <laughs> options. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, congratulations, Eric. Uh, what an amazing year you've had. Uh, and I, ho- I hope he just, just does just as well in this next year. I know, I know we have recently received news that um, Nganu is going to be fighting... Uh, AJ uh, in the boxing, yep. uh, so we'll we'll see how that was. If you if you could put, it's so funny that Engano has got this. He's had two boxing fights, one against Fury and one against uh, AJ. Uh, so a boxer with a zero and zero record could potentially end up with zero two, uh, zero and two record against two of the greatest uh, boxers in the weight category at the moment, which yeah. is pretty funny, really. I mean. What are you, you going to say? Like, he, he, if tall, uh, what, what's the expression? Failing upwards is what you would call it, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. But it's a good, hey, he, I, I, out of all the guys that you could argue that, you know, fail upwards and probably don't deserve what they're getting, this is a guy in, in Francis that you can argue he's definitely earned what he's getting. And 
God damn it. You, you feel happy and proud for him. I mean, considering Absolutely. where he's at. Yeah. Yeah. And then on the other end with, um, with Nick Zick talking uh, about MMA with, uh, Sean Strickland. I mean, the year that that guy had last year and the way he started out this, uh, 20, this past 2023, um, just taking last minute notice, short notice fights, and well, with the uh, uh, what was it? Izzy fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Then the Izzy fight too. That like you're you're looking at a guy who literally had to change his entire year around and then ended up on top in an unprecedented way. Like as a coach, taking a guy who you know has the talent and making them perform regardless whether they win or lose, and, and they show up, that's hard to do. That is, that is pure coaching, to, like, to add like to his resume. And you're looking at a guy who I don't think has been in it very long. It's not like he's been in it for the past twenty or thirty years. He's been in it within the past ten, I think. But even then, it's like it's still hard to do, even for a seasoned coach, right? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, he's clearly very, very good at his job. Um... I think he's got into the game through his father. Wasn't his father some kind of a football coach or something? Yes. Yeah, so he's obviously learned something from his father. Uh, I did think he's he's great. I mean, I know, obviously, he's won the coach of the year, but I loved his, uh, in the Izzy fight, I think it was the second round when uh, Sean came back after after the second round and he just went, look, he's snake charming you. Stop, stop watching what he's doing. Just follow our plan. And that was it. After that, Sean never put a foot wrong. Uh, he nope. just destroyed Izzy in that fight. So, yeah, just a great moment of coaching that was open for everyone to see. <clears throat> so, yeah, bravo, bravo, Eric Nixick. I, I don't think I don't think we need to go much further on this competition. On this, no, uh, no absolutely not. If I had a beer, I'd cheers them right now. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Uh, and then uh, another slightly silly one. Now we have the most shocking non-fight moment of the year. Um, <laughs> Uh, we'll just do the top three of this one. Uh, in equal second slash third place with two points, we had Sean Strickland uh, jumping on DDP in the crowd brawl a couple of weeks ago, and uh, Colby Covington uh, calling out Leon's, saying he'd greet Leon's dad on the seventh level of hell, or hair, as Colby actually said on that particular night. <laughs> God. Uh, yeah, congratulations, Colby. You can't even fucking do a pre rehearsed line very well. Uh, no. That's a complete flop. And uh, the the actual top with 12 whole points was Dana committing domestic violence, which I'm not even actually technically shoot, counts for this year. It was on New Year's Eve, so I suppose it depends whether it was before or after midnight that he slapped his wife. Um, I think it counts just because it was at midnight. I think that was the thing. Yeah. So it's like it's in the new I'm year. So it's to, like I'm happy to give Dana that one if he wants to yeah. slap his wife on TV. <laughs> oh God! Like, well, what did he say? I have to bear this. This is mine to bear. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be to be fair, yeah, he did stand up for it. He, you know, he didn't try and uh, make any excuses. Particularly, he went, you know, oh, I've messed up. I really shouldn't be slapping my wife. No, what a well, shot there, Dana. Well, I think he had to say that because of everyone kind of coming to bat for him, which was weird. It's like, uh, come on, guys! Like, you, you, it, the idea is to not do the things. <laughs> like, <laughs> come on! And then it's like, it was so weird that, like, because that truth be told, this is what I think of it. Had anybody else done it, they lose their job. Had anybody yeah. else, you know, like they go, you know, they lose their job, they probably get into a divorce, and then on top of it, your that man probably goes to jail that night. 
That, I mean, <laughs> hell, Chuck Liddell had a similar situation, I think not like too long after that, and he wasn't even the aggressor. He still had to be put in handcuffs and escorted off the property of their house when his, him and his wife had a spat. So, oh, I, I didn't even know about that. I hadn't heard about that one. Oh, no, yeah. So his wasn't even that bad. She, his wife kind of was um, the one making it a, 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 an issue where he was in the house still, and he didn't want to leave. But then the cops were involved, and he basically said, I'll go, I'll go, it's fine. He still had to be handcuffed, because that's the thing in California. It doesn't matter if yeah. anyone, it, someone has to go to jail. And, mm-hmm. and that's the thing, is that Dana got away with it. But whatever. We're here now. Yeah, I, where, where was he, though, when uh, Dana did it? Weren't they in Mexico or something? Yeah, they were in Mexico. Yeah, yeah there we go. That'd explain it, you know. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Pull that, pull that big wad, wad of notes out <laughs> of your back pocket, and uh, the police will let you go in uh, Mexico, probably. Uh, no yeah, no hatred on our American fans there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, like, uh, yeah, being yeah. rich is a hell of a thing. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly helps yeah, and just quick, just quickly I will go over the other ones we had were Ian Gary's personal life drama uh, oh, the God. lawsuit and the resulting information being uh, made public which I guess was kind of surprise, uh, surprising and the funny one was you know power slap still existing uh, hey, which... I'll be honest that one should be <laughs> like getting a little bit more votes but the, the <laughs> I mean look I, the, I am fascinated with what's going to happen with the lawsuit I'm surprised it only got one vote I mean yeah. if you ask if you ask a lot of the other guys, there's a couple of them that probably wouldn't, and probably one in particular. <laughs> but uh, it's one of those things where you're like, I, they, there's a lot of information coming out now, and we're looking at the UFC's business practices in a different light that were only hearsay. Now it's out in the open, and you're like, oh yeah, this was happening. <laughs> they are pieces of shit, <laughs> and of course that yeah, they're the big 800 pound gorilla, as they want to call it, like. They, but of course they were because they were – it's all predatory the way they were doing business. Like we want to give the UFC excuses a lot because we want to see the fights, and that's fine. But you have to understand the reality of the way they did everything. That's not normal business. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's me personally. So I, you know, I'm a little bit more of a stickler for that kind of stuff. I love looking into lawsuits and seeing what the information comes out and whatnot. I mean – uh, hell, the the whole thing with CM Punk, his information coming out was like he's he was getting five hundred thousand as a guy who had no experience, and he was gonna get uh two hundred thousand on top of uh yeah. like after so many buys of a wow, pay per view. Yeah. And he you, fought you know, you know a lot more about this than I do. Yeah, well, I mean that's what I'm saying. It's like it, it, I like to look into that kind of stuff, but at the same time, it's like there's nothing that's gonna top Dana hitting his wife. <laughs> <laughs> Right. God, this is terrible. <laughs> and, and this next one is uh, one that won't um, interest anyone who's not a member of the Morning Combat Discord, I guess. But uh, it was the <laughs> it was the donk of the year that we decided to fit. Our uh, editor, Super Dave Fair- Fairtex, managed a stunning one point five points. Um, <laughs> but but the, the the clear winner I, w- I won't go through the entire category because it won't mean anyone to everyone but uh, the clear winner was uh, dead wrong Daz Riccio all the way from yes. Hawaii with, with six points uh, he's the Duke of dead wrongs uh, he should have been he probably should have been donk of the year on the uh, actual MK show never mind on the MK uh, discord 
Uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll... <laughs> the dude literally has a segment where he sees he's the only one who's accurate ninety percent of the time. <laughs> like, let's give it to the guy who we're doing business with. Yeah, thanks a lot, Morning Combat. Now it looks like the MK, like the more like the MMA awards all over again. Except it's not you, it's Daz. <laughs> Fucking bullshit. But whatever, yeah. we love you, Daz. Yeah, he's a star on that one. He, he just nails them pretty much. If not every week, it's every other week, pretty much. Yeah. Um, he, he definitely keeps Luke and BC on their toes. Uh, oh, yeah. He keeps BC on his toes a lot. I love it. Just keep doing <laughs> it. Honestly, you should do it more often. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So the, the other ones, I, I'm not really sure. Necessarily, I, I yeah, let's, let's just not bother with that one. We won't go any further on that. <laughs> no, the rest of them is a good list. It's a good list. But, like, honestly, Daz just being as consistent as he is, legit, that's a man. Yeah. That, that you, everybody, no one has anything bad to say about Daz. So, Daz, honestly, nope. I believe should have won it and on the actual MK uh, MMA awards. That would have been yeah. icing on the cake. But, you know what? Hey, he's our dunk of the year. Fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh Doctor Doctor Daz Riccio, who also That's does a great right, yes. job in does a great job in real life as well. I believe he's a uh, I can't think of the proper word for it, but I believe he looks after children. I pediatrician, thank you very yes. much. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, bravo, bravo, Daz. Not only do you do do a great service to uh, you know children's health, you also do a great service to morning combat. So yes, bravo, That's right. Daz. Well, well, well done. Uh, so. And uh, this this next one kind of puzzles me uh, in some respects. The Lifetime <laughs> Achievement Award. Uh, which we had Alistair Overeem, who managed to get absolutely no votes. Glover <laughs> Tashiru, who scored three points. Robbie Lawler, who of course had that amazing retirement moment. And the uh, the thing that every MMA what fighter wants to do, he wins his last fight in the UFC. He got that amazing uh, retirement role uh, that was played. Uh, so yeah, fantastic for Robbie Lawler. I think I voted for Robbie Lawler, Lawler actually. And then with five points, we had Amanda Nunes, um, who obviously retired as double champ. as that very emotional moment where she took her gloves off, laid down both belts in the cage, uh, knelt down in front of them, kissed both belts. So, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, the greatest female mixed martial artist of all time so far, I believe. I'll say it, yeah. Agreed, yeah. 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 And, and then with seven points in first place, Fedor Emelianko, which... <laughs> I kind, of, I kind of don't get why he suddenly popped up this year, to be honest. Uh, it's, did he, re- you know did he retire from somewhere else? No, it was because he retired in Bellator and he was surrounded by all the old uh, OGs of MMA. Like, um, uh, I believe Zakaraba was in there. You had Josh Barnett. You had Mark Coleman. You had Dan Henderson. You had uh, uh, one of the Nagaras, I believe. Uh, you had, like, all the OGs of MMA. Ah, like right and fedor was retiring that night in bellator uh finally you know calling it a career and uh it was it was nice it was a nice send off the problem was that he got knocked out prior to oh. that so yeah. he just it was this, kind of this like, is like, my problem this is my problem with being a 99 percent ufc mma watcher i didn't see the bellator retirement so I, i'm very you know, sorry that's... very sorry fedor but no, it, honestly, it would have been better had they done it on a like because they try to make it a thing and it was an event that you could uh, you all wanted to. I think everybody wanted to see Fedor at least get one more win. I think Robbie's was more emotional 
um, because of who Robbie is. Fedor should have retired a while back. And the fact that he was still doing it, trying to surf for win, you know, trying to find one more, you know, send off yeah. win similar to Robbie. The difference was Robbie was no longer like at the apex of his career, similar to Fedor. The difference was, is that Robbie is that guy that you love to watch same, similar mm-hmm. to Fedor, except Fedor, Fedor had a window where he could have left and it would have been fine. Robbie had several different moments where he had success or failures and his career, like unlike Fedor's, it's like he was good for a short period of time when he was a champion. Fedor had a long established, you know, history of a long time. Yeah. Like his career, Fedor's career could have left similar to Anderson Silva's when Anderson should have left prior. And like, mm-hmm. there was a period of time where like, you could have been GSP job walked away on top and it would have been fine or whatever. Everybody likes to say the thing with the uh, Fedor, I think he should have just retired sooner. Robbie was just another vet at this point. Mm-hmm. And nobody knew if it was going to be his last fight. And then when you get a, a concern, okay, well, is he going to keep fighting? Is he going to retire or not? And then Robbie finally says, you know, it's weird that week of the fight, Robbie finally says, you know, I, I this is it. And, I, I just want to kind of go out there. And we all kind of felt that for me, Robbie should have, uh, I would prefer like uh, Robbie kind of getting the vote, but you know, it's the donk's choice. I, I think Fedor is an excellent choice. And then Amanda Nunes, honestly, the double retirement, like with the champ, uh, both championship belts there. I love it. Just be, I love it more because I hate Juliana Pena. <laughs> <laughs> and just seeing her being so vindictive and such an asshole on the side. I don't know why seeing her mad gives me joy and just knowing Amanda was able to beat her, take the belt back and then defend it. So that way she can just say, fuck you on the way out. <laughs> that makes me happy Then you know, Fedor getting a send off by all these old veterans. That was actually something special. You, you're getting all these guys in the same room and then getting them in the ring to basically each give them a personal goodbye. That was actually pretty, pretty emotional and, yeah. You know, a well, good send off for him. Robbie's to me felt personal just because I remember watching him, you know, regain his second life in the UFC and become a champion and actually defend the belt. And yes, and one of them was controversial with the Carlos Condit fight, but still, a man went out there, you know, laid it out there. He, He was going to try to finish the fight as best as he can, same as Fedor, same as Amanda, but, you know. You can only ask for so many good opportunities, and some of them don't work out. No. You know, but yeah. this is uh, Rob, this Robbie has given us so many good fights over the years. Um, what's what's the one where the I'm trying to remember, I can't think of the guy's name now. Where it was his nose was smashed across his face. Uh, it was an absolute oh, war uh, of Rich a fight. Franklin. Or was it you talking about uh, older or which one? There's a multiple with a broken face. <laughs> Uh, no, it's not. It's not Rich Flink, Franklin. I was thinking of. Um, oh bloody hell! Rory, Rory McDonald. Oh yeah, yeah. You're thinking. That was an yeah. absolute bloodbath of a fight. Oh uh, yeah. That's <laughs> like okay. Where are we going with this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Two, yeah, yeah. Two fights against him, didn't he? A split decision and uh, and a TKO yep. for the second one. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. Oh, that that was one of his defenses of the welterweight yep. uh, belt. So yeah. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, it was so, a great fight. <laughs> yeah, so so sorry, Rory, I couldn't remember your name, but I remembered your <laughs> fight. <laughs> to be fair, he has like six different names at that point. Like he has like 
you know, Rory McDonald, and then he has a Rory McDonald God of War or Ares or some shit like that. And then he's he's like, yeah, you know, a couple of different names out of that, you know, throughout his career. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. So, yeah, so. Yeah, congratulations, Donks, on picking Fado. But uh, yeah, and and this this is the one. This is the one that of the votes where I am going to roast the Donks a little bit on this one. Uh, we'll we'll start from the bottom. This is the event of the year. Uh, we had the USC fight night, Jan versus Divashvili, uh, uh, which scored a stunning zero points. Uh, so no one liked that one. We had USC fight night, Holloway versus Allen, which scored one point. Uh, which is possibly a bit unfair. I don't know about that one, thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, USC 283, Tashira versus Hill, four points. Man. I guess that would be able to know think I don't think it was a great event. I'd, I'd have to double-check. I haven't looked. No, just because of what before. happened to Glover Tashira, just being a punching bag for five minutes, or, I'm sorry, <laughs> 25 minutes. You know, It's not always the greatest way to end a, you know, a great card. No. And then uh, USC 286 games next, which is Edwards, Edwards versus Usman 3, which got six points, which I know for a fact I didn't pick this one as as one of the events of the year. As much as I loved Edwards beating Usman, obviously, I, I didn't think the card was the greatest. Uh, you know, it was, it was a clear it was good. win for Edwards for me. Yeah, it was a decent enough, but I don't think it was a, one of the better events of the year. And, and to be fair, the donk scores uh, reflect that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, th- th- for that fight particularly, I-, I was surprised how many people made Usman the favourite for that one. I thought it was, a- you know, I had no doubt there that Edwards was going to win that fight. Yeah, um, the way the first fight played out, you can kind of tell, like, all right, well, you could still favour Usman. I just don't think the uh, the issue with uh, Edwards being an underdog in his hometown with the title, like. You're not fighting at elevation. You're also fighting yeah. a guy you just beat, which usually, if you lose the first fight, you you know you can, and it's a trilogy. <laughs> you tend to win the third fight. So, <laughs> but you know that's neither here nor there. So yeah, I think we were talking about it before we started the show. You know, there was no, as you said, there was no elevation on this one. That's mm-hmm. what. Cost, that's what cost Edwards the second fight. I think very likely he would have beaten Usman in the for, in the second fight had it not been held in Salt Lake City. Uh, I, th- yeah. I think we would have seen. Him. went back again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, six six points for that one. Uh, next up was the USC fight night: Darius versus Saryukin, which scored an unlucky thirteen points. Uh, I can't remember very much about that card at all, to be honest. Maybe uh, uh, two slams. Two oh, is that the, ah, yeah, is that the two yeah. slams one? Ah, yeah. that explains and it's, it. Yeah. It's also terrible. It's not that it's a terrible card. It was a more exciting card. And like, oh my god, what happened? How do you what? <laughs> uh, you know, because Darius dies, and you know, half your heart you know drops because. You wanted to see Dariush get a chance. <laughs> it's like you see the life of his career get snuffed out yeah. of him when he gets dropped unconscious, and it's it's it, it's it's depressing. But hey, you know what? It's a good card regardless. So you know, I think that thirteen is a little underrated. But you know, <laughs> that's just me. And then on equal on thirteen points, we had UFC two nine five for Hatska versus Pereira. Uh, which I thought I think it, I, I think it was an okay card. I I don't think it was a bad card. No, I think the the main event kind of for me, Dave 
Dave kind of elaborated, like he liked the idea of it being like a monster fight where it's like you have no mm -hmm. idea what's going to happen. Both of these guys can finish each other and it's exciting because you're on the edge of your seat. I felt as though both men kind of had moments, but it kind of felt like they were wonky because that they both knew they could finish each other. So they were really hesitant rather than mm -hmm. being more cold and calculated. They were more not fearful, but very um, counter heavy. And yeah. that led to this a lot of pauses and a lot of readjustments in that main event. And that kind of for me, that soured the, the card. The finish also didn't help, but you know, um, they did have that amazing stare off at the start where that, I think, I mean, that's the best moment of the night <laughs> other than Tom Aspinall winning. Like it, other than that, like the, the, the stare down was the greatest part of that fight. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, have a look at this one. Uh, we had, uh, then UFC 287, which was Pereira again, but against Adesanya too. Uh, I very much remember this one because watching it live, uh, I saw Adesanya walk out and I'd picked against him. I'd picked Alex to beat him again. And when I saw Izzy walk out of the tunnel, I was like, oh God, I want to change my pick now. And uh, <laughs> I, I could have, uh, as a mod as a mod on this squad, I could have done so, but I didn't. I, I just stuck with it. And of course, Pereira, uh, Adesanya got that amazing, uh, beautiful KO. Uh, doing his rope-a-dope kind of thing, bounced off the cage, just like a kind of Muhammad Ali style. Caught him with yeah. was it two, two right hands and then followed him down and just pounded yeah, him out. Yeah, I think out. it was like yeah. a left hook at the bottom too. But it was like he caught him like overextended. And that was the yeah. thing. He, like you said, just he baited him in, allowed him to yeah. think he was hurting him winning. It almost looked like he was hurting him at a certain point. I'm, saying, I'm but... pretty sure he was hurting him with those yeah. body shots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this, keep your guard up at all times, right? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and then the next, that was, so yeah, 17 points for that one. We had uh, USC 90 Volkanovski versus Rodriguez, uh, which got 19 points, which puts it in third place, technically speaking. Um, I'd, I'd have to go back and look at that card uh, to see what else happened on it. Uh, I didn't bother re-researching it for the uh, for the show so uh, well I knew, this is i knew i was going to be able to fill the final in on this well so. like if you're going to talk about the card the card itself was pretty good the the main thing is that watching the main event was like if i'm, I'm going to just speak about the main event for a minute like watching rodriguez go to war and nearly dismantle um josh emmett the way they did in their interim fight and then looking at how volkanovsky the way he's built is similar to Emmett, maybe not as big, like, but he's short, stocky, got a heavy, he's got heavy hands. He's light on his feet. Unlike Emmett, he's got just as much power. He's got just as, he's got definitely more cardio. He's more well-rounded. But the thing is, is that they're both stature the same. Their, their statues are the same. And he, he handles Yair. Now, headbutt notwithstanding, <laughs> it, it, he handles it very well. And it's just the energy of that card, like, going up to that main event, that's probably the least most exciting part of that night. Like, if if you're going to talk about the rest of these options, like, Yair Rodriguez versus Alexander Volkanovsky, I think is, it's appropriate where it is. Like, the Donks like the card. I like the card. I, I can't I can't say I'm I'm not, you know, I'm I'm happy that it's, I would say at this point, like what second place, right? <laughs> uh, no, it was in. Uh, that was actually well. It's take. It's in third place with nineteen points. Uh, oh, that's right. Yes. Okay. 
or, or potentially fourth, depends on how you want to look at the scores. This, this is one of those where I said that the uh, donk could potentially uh, mess us up on the show here because this one could change. Uh, there's, there's, <laughs> like, there's only, well, there's 19 points for, for that one and the equal first places both have 21. Uh, but coming in at second place, we had UFC 291, Poirier versus Gaethje 2, which... Was a pretty good card. I'm just looking at that one now. I did bring that one up. We had uh, uh, obviously that as the main event. We had Pereira versus Blachowicz, uh winning his uh, light heavyweight ch- title, I guess. There, uh, we had the Derek Lewis, which he started off with the flying knee, if I'm re- remembering correct, uh, correctly, uh, against uh, Delima. Uh, he landed the flying knee and then followed him down and uh, pounded him out. Was that the one where he ripped his shorts off again, or? I'm not 100 percent sure on that one. I honestly, I'm trying to remember right now. I think he yeah. does. Yes. Yeah, and it also had the Bobby Green getting his uh, arm triangle choke against uh, the, you know, the against poor old Tony Ferguson, who you know really, really needs to retire this year. Sorry, Tony, you do. <laughs> Time for you to go. We said home. that last year. <laughs> yeah, we very probably did. Uh, and then the other the other event on the uh, main card was Kevin Holland versus Michael Chiesa, where he got the uh, it says Bravo choke on here, but that's a Darce choke, isn't it? It's the same name. Uh, I mean, so yeah. I, well, he also I, I distinctly remember someone him. joking about that and saying that he was going to beat Chiesa by a uh, Darce choke, and he did. Uh, I think Chiesa's lost about three or four fights by Darce choke. Well, if you remember that fight, he literally just beats him up, and Chiesa almost looks like it's his second fight. Like, he isn't sure what to do. Maybe that's just because he's been on the desk more often than anything, but, like, he just looked like he just, you know, Kevin Holland's like, hey, give me your lunch money. What? I I paid you last (laughs) week. No, no, please. (laughs) Like, like, Chiesa had nothing for him, and if he couldn't wrestle him, he he wasn't trying to fight. Yeah, and, oh. and of course, it had that fantastic uh, main event, but we will be talking about that later, so there's no mm-hmm. point uh, jumping onto it straight away. Uh, and uh, in second place, or I guess equal first, we have UFC 285, Jones versus Gan, and uh, UFC 284, uh, next door to each other, Makachev versus Volkanovsky, which both scored 21 points. And this is the one where I'm going to roast the donks a little bit for this one, uh, for uh, for putting them even, uh, I don't get me wrong. I'm not. Criti- I'm not necessarily criticizing the uh, UFC. Let me just double. T- I've got the right number. Yeah, the two eight four card. Because uh, obviously Makachev versus Volkanovski was a very very entertaining fight uh, over five rounds. Uh, it also had the Justin Taffer defeating Parker Porter by KO, which I seem to remember was a pretty solid KO. Uh, <clears throat> Yes, uh, that's. I mean, yeah. well, that, that that's the only thing you kind of got from it, right? <laughs> yeah, it was. It was quite funny. I, I was when I was checking these earlier for the show. Um, all three cards that we look at had four finishes and one decision uh, mm-hmm. on the entire thing out of the five five uh, fights on the main event. Uh, but the thing is, uh, UFC two eighty five, which is equal, which had the John Jones Cyril Gann main event. Also had Alexa Grasso versus Valentina Shevchenko. Also had Shavkat Rachmanov versus Jeff Neal. Uh, also had uh, Gamrot versus Turner and Bo Nickel versus Jamie Pickett. And uh, I, I don't want to give too much of a spoiler, but let me just say that three of the three of the fights on that card are up for other awards 
Uh, whereas, <laughs> whereas UFC 284 has one fight up for an award, which is the main event, which I also do disagree with kind of thing uh, as well. So, yeah, uh, for me, 285 had that uh, card beaten I just all the, the way main to event. hell. I think I hate the main event more than anything. So I was just kind of like, I may have, I may have added to that discounting of this, <laughs> but you are correct. You are correct. As a card overall, two, eight, five, in my opinion, has more to it. I have honestly, I can't remember if I, if I, I'm going to lay my cards on the table here. I was pretty hammered when I did this. <laughs> I can't, I can't hold myself accountable and be like, yeah, that's the right. Well, you know what? I can't remember if I, how I voted. So I'm, I'm pretty sure I voted with my heart. <laughs> I, I know, I know for a fact, I picked two, eight, five for my event of the year. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy with the, my decision there. Uh, I mean, that's also like the like if you're talking about just like events, like it, it it was an event. Like you felt like there was a magic in the air watching that watching that night, right? Yeah. Like, where was it held? That one. I'm trying to remember where it was held. Um, it was in oh, Vegas. Was like, it was uh, Vegas. Yeah. 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 Uh, and uh, I mean, it's it's the it's the thing where we all talk about it. Like it, it's a. It's one of those things where it's like, you don't know how the cards are always going to go. And that's always the saying, you know, I, I hate to use Dana White's language. I was like, just wait, wait until, you know, wait until the night of the fight. It might not make sense. And then everything changes. It's like, it's a, like, <sighs> God damn it. Sometimes he's right. <laughs> yeah. Funnily enough, the guy who's been running the UFC for 30 years does occasionally get things right. Uh, <laughs> you would hope so. <laughs> God. Good old Dana. I think I think two eight I think two eight four I think was a night of Aussie MMA. That's the thing. Like everybody enjoyed it. It was more fun to watch, and yeah. watching the main event allowed that that pressure to ease off because we had we we all watched that that main event thinking, all right, well Volkanovski doesn't even have a chance in this fight. He's fighting one of the best mm -hmm. grapplers out there, and arguably set the, a guy who's better than Khabib. And what does he do? I mean, granted, there was a lot of things that were going into that fight. So, <laughs> you know, uh, against Islam, yeah. but still, like, it, he performed and performed admirably. And it oh, was fun. Sure, yeah. And that's, yeah, I think that's the thing is, like, I think that's what trumps it because you had a fun card going into it. And then that main event was like, uh, it, again, well, it's it's like you said, it's got one. <laughs> the main event is up for uh, an award. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? You know, both both are great, but one, I think, had more to it. Whereas the the other one it crescendoed just perfectly. Like there's mm -hmm. there's nothing you needed to add to that fight night or that card that could have made it better. Whereas one basically, regardless of what happened in the main event, it was already great. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so yeah. Two eight two eight five. I say gets. I'm hoping someone throws an extra point on it between now and the results <laughs> the being published. Still, yeah, the vote is still open. <laughs> yeah, you got one one guy one day. If if, if uh, our editor, editor can get this out quick enough, someone vote on there and make me a happy mouse. But uh, <laughs> uh, well, I'll accept a tie. I guess it it was a fun fun fight. Uh, I think a tie is. Time. I think a tie can be fair because then that means yeah. neither is greater. So. <laughs> But I, I just think 285 should. had more to it overall. You know, if, if you broke it down chunk by chunk. Oh, um, no, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, you, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I think that, I think it, we'll, we'll talk about that fight as it comes up as the main, uh, yeah. as an award. So we'll see, yeah. we'll see. Okie dokie. And then uh, we have newcomer of the year, which I won't bother going through the entire lot. 
Uh, we have uh, three contenders, realistically speaking, if I'm reading this right. Uh, we have the, the, in third place, which is really funny because this guy is more known for the fight that he lost, I think, than the fights yep. that he's won, which was yep. Ikram Alistrov, who, of course, was famously flattened by Hamza Chimaev. Uh, with with a beautiful uppercut that sent his mouthpiece flying, uh, I've wa- I've watched that fight a few times and uh, he was winning. Really, right? wasn't fantastic. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, I, I, was, I thought was, he was it, he was winning. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, balls couldn't get him down. They were obviously both elite wrestlers. Yeah. Uh, so uh, so yeah, I mean, Ikram Aliskrov. Hopefully, we'll see some more good fun stuff out of him uh, this year. We'll get some more yeah. fights. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how old he is to be honest. I uh, think he's under under 30 so i think 2029 yeah. 20, i think oh yeah that's that mass but it makes sense i guess with uh hamzat being i think hamzat's 29 i think as well so yeah they've come Both up in the same class yeah well i mean that and man then... definitely finished two fighters and in, in very scary fashion so i mean hell a newcomer coming in the way he did against the guys that he showed up to like you can't you can't complain about him being one of the newcomers in this list absolutely not no uh, and this, the, the actual second place one might be a bit controversial for some people who are listening. <sighs> the, the, the Donks actually voted Bone Nickel in at second place uh, with 40, 40 points. You are sorry? I'm sorry, it's such bullshit. <laughs> I can't, I'm probably going to get hate for this, but I fucking hate this. I, I don't. Look, I understand what he is. He's not even got like 10 fights to his name. Like, no. I mean, but, I mean that's again, I, I think I said this a while back about. I hate when guys are inside of a the promotion and they only have a handful of fights. You could you could count on one hand how many fights he has. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but it is it is the award for newcomer of the year. So not them not having many fights kind of makes sense. I uh, know, but come on, at least get ten fights before we can even call. He's <laughs> like God forbid, like he could have been on the contender series still and probably got five fights during that entire time. Not even had to worry yeah. about it and probably would have been. Fine, being in the UFC, probably fought two people who were ranked up to 15. I don't know. I'm being a stickler for this one because I just don't like it. <laughs> I'm sure we're going to see a lot more out of Bo Nickel this year. Uh, I, I know. I would hope so. He almost didn't fight most of this year. <laughs> I guess he's still taking the opportunities to, tra- to train and learn more. You know, he has only been doing MMA for, if I recall correctly, uh, four years. So obviously. A huge amount of wrestling pedigree behind him, but no actual MMA. Uh, you could have pedigree. fought two random no names, and it would have been fine. But no, whatever. Yeah. He was injured at yeah. least for one of those yeah. fights. So mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm gonna be the one that shits on this cake, but that's fine. You know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very very excited to see what he can uh, pull off because he he does at least. I mean, he's not he's not a Colby style wrestler. You know, he's not gonna take you down and lay on you. He is gonna no. take you down and try and rip your arm off or get a choke or he's quite happy to stand and bang. He does seem to have a little bit of striking behind him as well. Uh, yeah. I guess we'll see when he meets some better opposition. We'll see how good he actually is at that. Agreed. Uh, and uh, the Donks newcomer of the year was Diego Lopez. Who, quite frankly, I I can't really think much about his fights. The only memory really I have of Lopez is Lem talking about his hair all the time. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, because he's got the emo haircut. But yeah, if you want to talk yeah. about him as a guy who shows up, losing a fight that you arguably could have given him against um oh I for, damn it I forget his name a Mozart Ibloyev and. Uh-huh. 
that's his introductory fight. Not a, you know, last minute fight, you know, against somebody else. This is a short notice fight against a top 10 fighter who is arguably, you know, a top five guy. He's, um, he is dangerous. He has, he's a big dude for the weight class on top of it. Not only does he have the ability to finish you, he's also got this ability to kind of keep pace and actually outpace you. I mean, hell, he nearly submitted, you know, Mozart twice in that fight, and he arguably could have won it. But he showed up. Nobody really had any expectations of this guy even before. Because the only reason why you would know him is if you're a diehard, and even then, you'd have to, you know, okay, well, I've seen him compete against X, Y, or he trained so-and-so. That's it. There's no, There was no conversation of him before he entered the UFC. Now that he's in the UFC, I... He's he's still coaching. <laughs> he's in the corner of Alexa Grasso and whatnot. And I yeah. mean, hell, he's a good coach too. So, it, you know, is if you want to talk about newcomers, a guy who does a lot and is you know very dangerous on top of it as a fighter. Oh yeah, yeah. Th- this this is your this is your number one pick. <laughs> boy. Yeah, I'm just looking at his record now, 23 and six. So definitely a vet. That's 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 a vet. I would rather have the UFC. Yeah, that's that's the point, I guess. It, I I don't really know if somebody with thirty, almost thirty fights, can be classed as newcomer. I guess he's a USC newcomer. So yeah, that's I think that's the point, right? That. Like a guy who yeah. you know shows up to the big ball, to the main events, or like uh, basically to the big big promotions. You know, whether he's fighting for a title in like what other low like like the LFAs or whatnot, like that guy eventually gets the call up to a bigger promotion. And that's when they become somebody, right? And yeah. this guy literally had, you know, a little bit of, you know, regional, you know, promotion uh, wins and whatnot. And he wasn't, like I said, the only reason why you would know him is because you know everything about the fighters he's around. And mm-hmm. not many people even know that. So no. definitely a guy who you would consider a newcomer on the big stage. Yeah. Uh, now, now that you mentioned it with him being the coach, yeah, it does, it, that, that more triggers a bell than his actual name in certain respects for me. <laughs> so, yeah, so, sorry, Diego. I will keep an eye out for you this year and uh, see what you're up to more. Uh, so, yeah. Well, congratulations from the Donks. Anyway, I think uh, what was it? A nine-point lead. That's a that's a pretty solid. Yeah, that's uh, appropriate. That's appropriate. He should be uh, in the conversation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, should should point out to everyone who's listening that some of these uh, some of some of the categories. Everyone had one vote to make, and some of these uh, things you had you could pick one, two, and three choices. You know, three, t- three, two, and one point. So uh, that's what that's why we're getting much higher points on these. Uh, and a larger point discrepancy between between some of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah. So again, congratulations, Diego. Uh, and uh, now we'll go on to the upset of the year. We won't go through the entire uh, lot. Um, we'll just go. We'll we'll cover the top four because that's what I can see on my screen at the moment. We had uh, we had Leon <laughs> Edwards versus Kamara Usman three, which was not an upset at all, as I've already discussed. Uh, that was a, not for me anyway. That was a pretty pretty. You know, if, if you'd asked asked me to give a percentage on that one, I would have said seventy five percent chance that Leon Edwards wins that fight. Maybe even yeah. eighty or eighty five. Uh, it was not a surprise or an upset at all in my mind. Uh, and no. I think I think you. Pretty much, yeah. You obviously pretty much agree with me on that one. Uh, <laughs> uh, in third place was a genuine upset, which was uh, Robert Whittaker losing to Drikus Duplessis at USC 290. Which 
like I said, no one saw that one coming. I think no. I, I, I forget what the voting was on the Discord for that fight. I think it but was I like know there two. were very many people. Oh, I you think it was like two, two or three votes. I think for him, and almost like yeah. thirty going the opposite. If I, 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 I could be exaggerating on that number, but like yeah. I think the there was a joke in the Discord, and I think it may have been um, one of the dogs that put up a meme. And it said, can you imagine? I forget the name of the donk who did it, but I distinctly remember the image of the fucking meme. And it was Dracus standing above Whitaker and Izzy. Yeah. And it, like just the bold letters, can you imagine? And I was laughing at it because I'm like, he's not going to beat Whitaker. There's, yeah. <laughs> there's no well, way. That's, that's <laughs> a hilarious thing. I mean, MMA guru is Dracus's biggest fan. And even he, even he didn't pick Drickus to beat Whitaker. Uh, and he, in fairness, uh, Drickus was like, "Yeah, fair enough, mate. You know, I can understand why you didn't pick me." Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that was definitely one of the upsets of the year. So, twenty-one points. He's, he's nowhere near the winner at twenty-one points, but definitely, de- de- I think he deserved his top three place. Oh yeah, uh, agreed. Agreed. It, it, I, I might have put it in second place myself. Uh, I can't. Re- I can't remember exactly how I voted, uh, but. For second place, most of the, uh, we had 34 points, which was Valentina Shevchenko versus Alexa Grasso. Uh, again, that famous event, USC 285. Um, their first fight, uh, which I guess it has to be the first fight because the second fight ended ended in a draw. So you can't really call that. A, you can't call a draw an upset, really, can you? No, um, no. I thought. I thought. Well, I'll be the one that says it. I thought she won, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you, you thought Shevchenko won, or oh no, I thought Grasov won, and uh, the whole uh, I did I <laughs> the explanation that that Shevchenko gave, she's like maybe the uh, the judges didn't want to give it to you know me because they didn't want a Mexican to lose on Mexican Independence Day. I don't know. Like, yeah, there you go. Let's just throw bullshit out. Why not? <laughs> but nah, oh, yeah. definitely a worthy second place just because. Mm-hmm. If you remember, she had like a four-fight win streak, and uh, we were already talking about someone like Aaron Blanchfield being mm-hmm. on um, that trajectory to actually put a, you know, put yeah. some pressure on take, the champion. Take, take the belt away from Shevchenko yeah. at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah I quite agree. Because yeah. we saw we saw holes in the armor at 125 when there wasn't any, right? Like her loss to or um, her victory over Maya started pretty shaky right because maya just kind of came after her with her size a little bit more heavy mm-hmm. grappling against the cage and when she did try i mean she wasn't like it's not like you know valentina put a whooping on her until the fifth round it was more like okay survive and kind of get out of the you know the spots play safe yeah. then she you a know ch- a, champ- a champion's performance yeah. wasn't it really exactly you know, i'm gonna i'm gonna win this but i don't have to yeah. destroy my opponent all i have to do is beat them yeah then uh, you see the um the fight with her and uh santos right and my God, you could have argued that Santos won that fight based on grappling alone. And like mm-hmm. she wasn't oversized for the weight class. Matter of fact, she's pretty average for the weight class. And, you know, Shevchenko says she came in under. Well, I mean, hey, maybe you shouldn't cut that much weight. Like, keep, you know, the idea is to be healthy in the fight, not to make the weight. Right. So, yeah, it, sure. it, it, she's playing into the I, I just pee blind on my feet. But then she says, I also am injured. So is Santos. Everybody's injured when you're in there, apparently. But yeah, it, it, the, the idea was, is that like she had shown, you know, moments where, OK, well, now the competition is starting to catch up with her. Right. Aaron Blanchfield yeah. beat Santos and we're like, OK, well, and then we see what happens with, um, you know, 
Shevchenko are losing spectacularly because the fight's competitive. You're seeing mm-hmm. Grasso finally come into her weight as a 125-pounder. She's still young in the weight class and as a yeah. fighter, and all she was known for was being a decent boxer and having decent jiu-jitsu. I was going to say, yeah, she's a really good boxer. You can't fault that. No, and she starts off with being heavy-handed. Like, she's knocking Shevchenko back. We're like, oh, shit. <laughs> she's doing it. And Shevchenko kind of gets back into the fight. She starts, like, taking her down. We're like, ah, shit. Uh, this is probably how she wins. I wouldn't blame her for it. And then, you know, she 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 catches Shevchenko off of, like, a spinning back kick. Shevchenko yeah. had a habit in that fight of over-exaggerating a spinning kick or spinning strikes. And well, they'd specifically trained for that moment, yeah. haven't they? That's, that's why yeah. she got, was able to get it so easily. They'd been practicing for it, and, and she didn't miss her op- opportunity. She was straight no. onto her back. And, and that, that neck, that face crank was just, I mean, when you see the picture of Valentina, once she's taken her arm away and half her face is bright red and the other face is just white like bone because there's no blood got into that area oh, at yeah, all. Oh, yeah, no. Well, uh, it's not even so... a choke. It's a neck, like you said, a neck crank. And yeah, that's just, that crank, says it all. That's that mm-hmm. says it all, right? And yeah, it, it, that's I've... the fact that she caught it as quick as she did and, you know, forced the choke and was able to commit to actually getting the choke was the more in, impressive thing. And, you know, hey, I'm I'm interested in a third fight for sure. I don't need to see yeah. an immediate rematch, but I would like to see the third fight at some point. Be, yeah, I mean, I guess we've had a draw the second fight, so yeah, why not? Yeah, we're, 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 I think future. we're due for a third. Why not? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's quite funny. We, I know we're doing this category, I think, but 2023 really was the year of the upsets uh, for MMA all the way through. I think we had so many Very fights. True. Yeah, we had a lot of them. But there was no uh, doubt in the mind of the donk. There was no doubt in my mind. I know for a fact I voted this as my upset of the year. And that was Israel Adesanya losing to Sean Strickland at UFC 293, uh, which rattled up a huge 62 points, almost almost twice as many points as uh, the previous fight. Uh, and when Sean Strickland obviously landed that beautiful straight one-two in the first round that had everybody, I think, jumping out, out of the seat for that one. It's funny for this one because it was... Uh, it was it was in Australia, wasn't it, this one? So obviously the time it was on at was stupidly late. So I didn't even stay up to watch this card. I just decided I'd watch it the next day. And then I came downstairs and turned the fights on. And uh, by the time it got to the end, I, I knew there was a lot of time left. I knew this was going to a long way. And I, th- I thought that Izzy was just going to outpoint Sean Strickland. And then obviously saw the knockdown in the first round. I was like, oh my God, what the hell is happening here? Uh, and oh just spent the... God. Yeah, I mean, right up to the last couple of minutes, because I, I saw it, you know, Izzy came back in the second round, was looking pretty good, as we were discussing earlier. Uh, you know, Nixie jumped on it and stopped that shit straight away. You know, you're getting mm-hmm. stake charmed, stop following what he's doing, just concentrate on what you want to do. Yep. Uh, and then he, he just took him apart for the next three rounds. And I distinctly remember uh, Sean marching forward at the end for the last 15, 20 seconds, wherever it was, you know, screaming at Izzy and whatnot. And I was like, oh my God, is Izzy, is Izzy going to pull off like a, a Leon Edwards style head kick knockout right at the end and cost Sean the title? And of yeah. course he didn't. He was just more interested in getting away from Sean Strickland at that point. It, it, not only did he beat him in the fight, he beat him mentally across every, across every measure, pretty much. That's So that... 
no argument there for me, and I don't think you'll disagree. That was the upset of 2023. No, I mean, this was one. I was joking about it on the Discord. It's very, very rare that someone, you know, a fighter isn't picked, and no one picked Sean Strickland to win that fight. I really wish I had done it. I almost did the night before as well, almost as a joke, just just to just to say someone had picked him. And I, I really <laughs> wish I had, really wish I had now, because I would have looked like a fucking genius at that moment. But yeah, yeah, congratulations. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, you knew what the conversation was, right? Like going into that whole fight week, it was like. Well, I'm sorry. That the even before that, like, Izzy picked yeah. that date. He wanted to fight in Australia. Just, he didn't want it. He yeah. wanted. He wanted Drakus, but Drakus wasn't ready. And you can't. You mm-hmm. couldn't argue against. Uh, Dana wanted to make it a whole thing, but you know, Drakus just beat Robert Whitaker. Like, give the man mm-hmm. a prop, proper time to fight. Like, yeah, absolutely. Well, that's that's the thing, as it? It's proved out with uh, City Kickboxing, where um, Eugene Behrman came out and went, "Oh, well, you know." That's that's your bad luck, Drickus. You know we offered you a title shot and you haven't taken it. And you know you shouldn't turn down shots like that. And you shouldn't pull out because you're injured. And I think he's had Kai Kara France um, and two other fighters pull out. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Dan Hook has pulled out. Admittedly, broken arm. Um, yeah, Kai had. But I think he's, had, he's, had, he's well. had three three fighters pull out of fights. Yeah. After he said that you're not allowed to, you know, Behrman has said that, you know, you're not supposed to pull out of fights. You should get in there and fight. So yeah, a bit of a and... bad look for Eugene Behrman. Oh, that's, no, why yeah. City Kick, that's why City Kickboxing did not appear on the uh, coach uh, slash gym of the year this uh, this year. No, uh, yeah, I think a majority of their guys, up. yeah, I think a majority of their guys lost. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, you know, yeah. that's it. That's them's the breaks, right? You got guys some yeah. years who will just have, all their fighters win, look great, and then there's guys where it's like, like, like Mike Brown, like some of his guys, like I'm, I'm pretty sure a majority of the fighters that he coached lost, and he was like a coach of the year beforehand. You know, it happens. You know, yeah, for sure. But definitely Sean Strickland versus, uh, you know, Sean Strickland uh, beating Adesanya, Israel Adesanya, the way he did, like the upset of the year for sure, because nobody. The joke was that he's just going to roll over him, and then we're going to probably have him, you mm-hmm. know, fight, you know, on three hundred against somebody against Drakus, maybe. Yeah. Or I, that, I think we yeah. even we, when we were discussing the fight before, you know, the week before when we did the preview show, I even joked that the only way Sean might win is if Izzy broke his leg throwing a kick. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, so sorry, Sean. You know, I love you. I love you to bits, but you know that was uh, just a a bad take from me there. Uh, I, th- <laughs> I think. I think just like everybody else, we discounted the fact that Sean's defense is just so good. Um, I think, I think, and I think it was better against Izzy than it has been on pretty much every other night. And Izzy had—I know lots of people said that Izzy didn't perform. He didn't perform because he didn't get the chance to perform that night. Yep. You know, Sean just took all his weapons away from him uh, and destroyed him physically and mentally that night. Uh, it might have destroyed him uh, mentally at the press conference to be there because Izzy well, was you would very have, quiet. Yeah, you would have thought he was an Australian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had the crowd behind him certainly a lot more, which is kind of funny. I mean, I know Izzy lives at Izzy lives in New Zealand, does? Is it? Yeah, no, he he lives in New Zealand, but he'll go to Australia occasionally. Yeah, so it was comeback of the year. I'm just looking at the list now. We've still got a decent amount of events or things to go through. <laughs> we? Okie dokie, yeah. Uh, well, this was the fight I was laughing that I was doing my homework for uh, earlier on. I'm just, I, I can't see all the screens, so I'm just going to go through them in the order I can see them. 
Uh, we had Sadiq Yusuf versus Edson Barbosa, uh, which Sadiq started off with that brilliant uh, first round, a clear 10-8. Uh, Michael Bisming even suggested that it could have been a 10-7 round for uh, Sadiq. Uh, and then Edson Barboza came back, uh, picked up his game. I think there was one more close round. And then Barboza ended up taking the round by, you know, winning the fight by uh, one point. Uh, very close decision. <clears throat> Edson Barboza, my veteran fighter of the year, because he had that amazing win and then he had the great knockout against uh, Billy uh, Quantillo as well yeah uh, with that with that knee strike uh, I know it wasn't a leaping knee which probably why it didn't get more love in the KOs of the year kind of thing but amazing performance by Edson 37 years old looks like he's carved out out of a piece of teak uh, I've always been a fan of Edson so I was really really pleased to uh, see him uh, get that uh, that result Oh yeah, no, he's always a good fighter and he's always trying to win and he's not like yeah. he's not kind of like taking half-assed performances either. He's he's either falling on his shield or making somebody fall on theirs, you know. Yeah. And that's a guy you can appreciate. Yeah, yeah, he always brings it. And just looking at like I said, I might get the points, but that was 18 points. 15 points we had Rodolfo Bellato versus Iho Potiera. Uh, yeah, Ihor, Ihor, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ehor, is it? Sorry, yeah, sorry. I'm I'm not good on the spelling for that one. Uh, or the pronunciation, I get the spelling. Um, that 15 points for that. Uh, that was the Darius Sarukin. Uh, uh, that, that was the one where it's like you're you're looking one way. Everybody hated him still because of that, even though he had lost already. <laughs> but everybody still hated him because of that whole, he's the duelist. So he, because he, he killed a Shogun. <laughs> <laughs> You know, he, you know, everybody's still holding a candle for Shogun. So it's like when he murdered Shogun in Brazil and like, why, why would you give him this guy? Like Shogun deserves to kind of retire on his own without mm-hmm. having to go against a newcomer that nobody knows. And that like yeah. the way he was knocked out too, it was just, it didn't make it easier. Then this guy gets beaten, you know, by um, another light heavyweight um, and then comes into here and you're seeing him beat up this heavyweight that just looks like he's he's a heavyweight who just cut weight <laughs> like a big man and you could kind of see it on his uh, torso a lot of loose skin but yeah. it was funny because they're like looking at the fight oh my god he's gonna finish him how has he not been finished how has this fight not been stopped this should probably stop this fight i don't understand why they're not stopping this fight oh my god they're not gonna stop this fight <laughs> <laughs> We get into the next like couple inter- like exchanges, and he's still like getting beaten up, and it's like, oh my god, this is a one-sided beating. How is it not over yet? And then he comes back, and just starts wailing on him, and then he like he- Igor Bateria is just covering up, like, oh shit. Then he ends up on his back, on the mat, and it's just a couple of not even heavy punches. He's just constantly throwing hands into his face, and yeah. <laughs> calls it. You're like, I don't. What the fuck? What? <laughs> Uh, yeah, that, that fight pretty much must have skated uh, past my uh, attention. Uh, it's a prelim fight, and you definitely need to watch it. <laughs> uh, I almost certainly saw it, but it obviously just didn't stick in my head for uh, whatever reason. Yes, although Edson yeah, Barbosa definitely earned the majority, should have uh, earned properly earned more points than that because it was, it's a main event, it's a performance that mm-hmm. you can't argue against, especially with the veteran. Like, 10-8 in the first round, arguably 10-9 in the next. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those it could very easily have been a draw that fight and I don't think anyone would have complained too I much did. if it had I think been I had a it a draw I think I had it a yeah. draw but you know again it's like it, the fact that he survived after that first round it's like Frankie Edgar versus yeah. Craig Vayner just like yeah. out I mean he, he got he got his head almost knocked off uh, knocked off he got really really rocked you could see his legs had gone out from underneath him yep. and then he ended up down on the floor with about 3 minutes of control guy uh, time for uh, Yusef so uh, yeah just an amazing comeback from uh, Absolutely from yeah and uh, we, we did skim over this one because it only got 12 points it was Gaethje versus Fiziev at UFC 286 great uh, fight. which I, I thought was a pretty good uh, it was a great fight and uh, it was close. I thought, I thought it was close. I thought it was close going into that third round, you know, but again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It was, I thought it was clearly one round each. It could have could have gone either way in that third round. Yeah. <clears throat> but Gaethje proved some uh, quality there. and uh, Absolutely, yeah. Nailed the win. That, that's one of the fights that really annoys me because uh, I stupidly didn't follow my own gut feeling, which was that Gaethje would get it done. And I followed the, uh, the crowd and uh, ended up throwing a vote on... Uh, Fazir for a thing, and then Gaethje won, obviously, which I wasn't unhappy that he'd won. It just cost me a point on the picks. So hurt <laughs> <laughs> my percentage a little more. Uh, but yeah. And uh, just, I guess, uh, the last two we had uh, Pereira versus Israel Adesanya 2, uh, 287, which got 23 points, uh, which I guess is the, the comeback in the terms of the fact that Adesanya had lost the previous, he'd lost his belt and the previous bout. So I guess yeah. it, it, I guess it's kind of deserving in its points. I mean, he was losing. Um, he clearly lost the first. Was I think it went two, if I'm not mistaken, right? Can't remember offhand. I believe it went two rounds, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. I think but it must have done, yeah. Yeah, because he's losing the first, and then like in the second, it's the same thing. Because Izzy's circling back, doing the same thing, except he's not throwing nearly as much. Mm -hmm. He's getting hit and he's getting hurt. Leg kicks are affecting him. He seems very timid, and then that's when Pereira pushes really hard on the finish because he's got him against the cage and he's not moving and that's when izzy counters him i to me i understand why it's the second in the second option on here mm -hmm. honestly it makes sense yeah. um it, 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 i, I it, don't hate it by any means no it, it, i think it more or less is the story i think in my opinion but even then it's like you gotta you can't you know it, it has a place on here for sure not my, yeah. not my top choice, but no. <laughs> yeah. And uh, this, I, I know, for, I, I can't remember how many vote, how many points we were allowed to vote. I think this was one where you got three choices, wasn't it? I think a majority. Uh, I, you could do that for all of them, but it goes yeah. three, two, and then one. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, 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 the screen I'm looking at now, I can see one of the fights that I asked uh, PB to put onto here. As uh, I think, as uh, which was a Sunsau versus Davy Grant, which only got three points, uh, but it had that amazing, amazing finish at the end by Davy Grant. Uh, yeah. he, he had a he had a point taken away from him, uh, and it looked like the he'd blown. He'd, they had that position change, didn't they? Yeah, uh, they, the they did. Yeah, that was a thing. Again. Yep. Yeah, because there were a lot of complaints about that, and then Davy Grant sunk in that inverted triangle and got yeah. the win in the last 45 you know 15 seconds of the fight or whatever it was i think it was one of the latest finish in 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 uh in the year to be honest uh certainly certainly in that division absolutely uh, but, yeah. yeah but uh but we'll actually go back onto the one who did win it which was of course valentina shevchenko versus alexa grasso uh who came back 
as you said, uh, you know, she'd she'd lost. I think the previous three rounds pretty much she was definitely... she won the first she won the first round yeah. but it was she was losing the second she mm-hmm. lost the second and third because shevchenko had turned up her kickboxing a little bit more and had started wrestling more and grasso his her grappling defense like at least you know takedown wise was non-existent nearly and she's just falling to her back hardly even putting up a defense for it and at, at, you're kind of looking at it like okay shit she's losing the fight it's going to go to a decision Shevchenko's slowly but surely yeah, gaining more momentum going into the fourth going into the fifth and then that's when she mm-hmm. catches her yeah. off of that spinning back kick and it's like oh yeah. shit yeah. <laughs> like there it is there it is right yeah. a pretty deserving winner i think when you look at it that way but, yeah. oh yeah again congratulations alexa grasso yes so, yeah 33 points for that one a, a clear 10 point lead uh, yeah not, yeah so as i say deserving um let me have a look what have we got next oh i think we have actually submission of the year now um i think we'll we'll, we'll do the. i know you've got the, i don't know if you've got the the uh, sheet open uh, austin but we might as well do the um top four i, I guess in fact, well, let's have a look. Oh, God. Uh, we've got the one I've just mentioned, uh, Sun Tao versus Davy Grant where, with the inverted triangle that got nine points. Uh, we have another triangle in uh, just one point ahead of that, Yaya Rodriguez versus Josh Emmett. Uh, yeah. And then I guess we, we go on to the big numbers after that, unless you want to talk about any of those. Uh, no, you, you, you said everything that would that I would have honestly yeah. said about Sun Tao. That fight honestly just was like, yeah, it was it was a Sun Tzu kind of like it, I think it was supposed to be his. It wasn't was it was it his retirement fight that night? It might have been. I'm not sure. Uh, if if not, then you know, David Grant basically pulled a win, pulled a win out of his ass and managed to get yeah. it. <laughs> and, and then um, you I, know, John, I like David Grant. He's, oh, he's no, a yeah. nice guy. He seems like a fun guy. So. Oh yeah, especially him being a bantamweight from the UK. Like that guy. You know, if there was ever a replacement for hands, uh, for Brad One Punch Pickett, that it would be David Grant, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, good choice, good choice, yeah. And then um, the Yair Rodriguez Rush Josh Emmett fight, like realistically, like Yair was was running him over, managed to somehow give Josh Emmett, who had refused to be a smart fighter in that fight, <laughs> um, essentially opportunities to knock him down. However, Yair Rodriguez was able to pick himself back up pick him apart, damage him, I think, more than anybody else I've seen damage him, aside from yeah. uh, Jeremy Stevens. Um, hashtag uh, metal plate in the head. <laughs> but, um, no, realistically, I have, you know, I have an issue with John Jones versus Serial Gone being on here, just because, <laughs> and I'm going to be a stickler again for this one, it's not an issue for me that he's on the list. It's an issue for me that he's as high up on the list. To me, it meant nothing. To me, it would have meant more had it been Ngannou, had it been Stipe. Hell, had it been anybody else. But unfortunately, it was Gon, who's not a submission fighter. Granted, it's, yeah. you know, he's won with submissions yeah. before. And it's not surprising that John Jones submitted a guy who has, you know, very little grappling yeah. You know, I, I may owe you an apology then, Austin, because I'm pretty sure I put this down as my uh, as my submission of the year. Uh, <laughs> just, just because of how uh, just because of how fast it happened, and uh, this was another one of those fights where um, certainly I was 
in two minds. It was a pretty close pick on the betting, I think, in the Discord. Yeah. And uh, I, I was, I think it was one of the fights I only picked a couple of hours, you know, before the picks closed. And I went, no, it's it's going to be Jones. He's going to get this done. I just didn't expect him to do it in two minutes flat. Uh, and I didn't expect Gan to roll over quite that easily. No, uh, he basically stumbled and forgot everything he was taught. If he was taught yeah. anything at all, <laughs> yeah, it was a rabbit in the headlights that night. He was just overpowered, I think, by the circumstances. Yep. You know, it's like, oh shit, that's John Jones in the fucking cage next to me, uh, and and I've got to beat this guy. And he's, you know, he's the goat. Yeah, uh, agree. Despite the fact he'd never fought at heavyweight before, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, three years, uh, three yeah, years, eight, eighteen, eighteen points for that one. Yes. Now on to help, the actual help, contenders. Help <laughs> yeah, the, the the actual top three. Uh, in third place with 20 points, Damon Blackshear versus yeah, jo- Jose Johnson. Who uh, Damon Blackshear, I believe this is only the third twister in the entirety of the UFC existence. Uh, it was uh, Korean Zombie got the first and Bryce Mitchell got the second. Yeah. If I'm if I recall correctly, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, put that one on a, tri- on a trivia quiz somewhere. In fact, it might have already been on a trivia quiz somewhere. Editor, editor, um, we have another one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I, I deserved. I think it deserves its place. I, I, I don't think it deserved first place. Obviously, it's a very unusual submission. Absolutely. And yeah, all credit. It's to not easy. It's, to it's get, one of the. Yeah. I'd almost like someone to put me in a twister so I can f- feel what it feels like because it, yeah. it's one of those weird looking submissions. It doesn't really look like it should do anything. It's pressure but on there. They're it, horrendously painful. It is. Well, yeah. It, I've never been put in one, but I've been put in similar positions, and it's mm-hmm. usually because you're like it's the the amount of pressure on your torso and your hips going opposite yeah. way. And that's the thing. Like it's it feels yeah. like you're being, you know, pulled in two. Yeah. That's Twisted the thing. In half. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's deserving. It's a it's a hard submission yeah. to get anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's funny. Oh, oh, Bryce Mitchell, who was recently sent to the land of wind and ghosts. I remember him play uh, fighting Charles Rosa, and he spent 15 minutes trying to get Rosa into a twister, having already had one in his previous fight. Uh, yeah. <laughs> couldn't manage to do it, but he did have the most dominating uh, grappling performance that night. Yes, he did. Uh, and it would so, have yeah. been the so, first one. I said, deserved position, I think, at three, but I'd, I, I can see why the other two uh, that are above it got much better scores. Yes. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> second place, 36 point. We've already discussed it a lot already. Uh, Alexa Grasso getting the face crank against Shevchenko. Uh, 36 points. I, I don't. Do we really need to go over it again? This one? Nah, I think it's just yeah. you know, especially against. Uh, that's the thing where it's like, had Gone done that to John, okay, it would have been insane. I think that's along the same lines as what Alexa did to uh, Shevchenko. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think it's deserving yeah. in second place for sure. Yeah. And then in top place, 39 points. So I guess theoretically this could get overtaken uh, between now and tomorrow because I think that's when the voting actually or closes. Or tied. <laughs> or tied, yeah. We have uh, Shavkat Rachmanov getting the standing rear naked choke, uh, bully choke, I think uh, someone called it as well, against Jeff Neal, which was, uh, was it third round? Yeah, uh, it was about a yeah. minute left in the fight and... Oh, close to it. Shavkat had almost given up a round, I think. I thought he was winning, but regardless, mm-hmm. Shavkat, like, decided to fight the hard fight. He could have done the yeah. easier fight, but for some reason he was... And it's not that Jeff Neal wasn't, you know, fighting 
uh, an easy fight at all. Like he he was getting clipped. He was hurting Shafkat mm-hmm. as well. The yeah, takedown, definitely. The takedown defense definitely was there for uh, Jeff Neal. Uh, however, Jeff Neal did miss weight, so I don't know if that played a factor into it. So mm-hmm. at the at the during the fight, Shavkat was just you know either he was clean clean shotting Jeff Neal or he was just playing the harder fight you know staying in the clinch longer than he needed to taking a bigger shots when he didn't probably need to exchange more or extend this exchanges longer. Yeah, Shavkat definitely showed that he was about that life. You know, mm-hmm. I mean the hell the man wears a dead wolf on his head. <laughs> <laughs> that's not about that life i don't know what is yeah absolutely yeah so yeah uh deserved deserved winner i, I have no problems with uh, the donks absolutely picking this one as, uh, yeah submission agreed the, uh, agreed uh, and this was what we were on about or what i was on about earlier with the awards wasn't it you know we had the uh, shavkat um alexa grasso and uh gan all from 285 uh who held three out of the top four submission of the year uh, nominations uh, so yeah. So, <laughs> so, again, if you pick UFC to wait for, you're wrong. Uh, <laughs> it's never gonna let it go. <laughs> I'm not. No, it's it's like it's like Cyril Gan. You know, I'm never gonna let him go as well. So, especially now, <laughs> uh, you know, I, especially now. Now there's a proper French fight, fighter out there with uh, Benoit Sandini, who I think will come up later uh, in our uh, discussions. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to it. Yeah. <laughs> And let's have a look. Let's have a look at this because the next one is knockout of the year. And more. in fact, I'll ignore the ones that got zero points. We had one point: Aljamain Sterling versus Sean O'Malley, uh, where O'Malley landed that beautiful straight right and knocked Aljo de- uh, Aljo down. But I, I don't even count this as a knockout. No, nah, it mattered. I, it was a wrong area. I it think it was slightly down. an early stoppage. He yeah. was turtling over to try and stop getting punched in the face. And uh, wasn't it Goddard who refereed this one? Uh, yeah. I, th- I think he possibly yeah. jumped the gun a little bit. He could have given Aljo a, at least a few more seconds to try and recover. Yeah, I don't think it would have mattered. But at the same time, you have to give the champion at least some mm-hmm. some ability to fight out of a bad situation. Unfortunately, yeah. he did not get that. And again, you know, it was a clean shot. Aljo walked into it. He's mm-hmm. not the better striker. Not sure why he decided to engage the way he did. But, you know, no. it is what it is. So yeah, so I'm glad it only got one point anyway. So. Fair enough. God, look at the names on this bugger. It's from, it's from KSW Coliseum too. So it only got one point. I'm not even going to. Blitzkloff Glovaki versus Patrick Tolkazuski, uh, one by punch. Unsurprisingly, as primarily a UFC follower, I did not see this fight, so I have no idea how good the knockout was. Uh, I don't know if you saw it or not, Austin. No, no. As a matter of no. fact, I forgot KSW was a thing this year. <laughs> oh, get okay, that, But that's, that's not because KSW is bad. They're actually pretty fun. They're like uh, they? they're they're literally they're literally Bellator on steroids. <laughs> that's what they are. Just Polish, yeah? just Polish version. Yeah, it's fun. No, it's fun. Right. I'll have to keep my eye out and see if I can catch one 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 these days. Uh, and I know, I, th- I know this one got a bit of uh, attention. This is Sadibar Su versus Shane Mitchell. Uh, spinning wheel kick. But it happened at a PFL event, so I didn't see it because I can't stand the PFL. You actually um, don't need to see the entire fight. The highlight is pretty much it. And then honestly, yeah, it's Sadibusi, it's a big lanky striker who had won the year previously, was on course to winning this year, and then just got ran over like you... There's not much you could say to it. Like, 
he beat yeah. a guy who didn't probably need to be there, but you know, hey, you get the knockout, you get to the main, you get to the uh, next round, more or less. And also on three points, it's one I meant I did mention a little bit earlier when we were talking about Edson Barboza. It was the when he knocked out uh, Billy Quant- Quarantillo with the knee strike. Yeah, uh, beautifully timed. Uh, I remember watching that fight, and you saw uh, Billy kind of rush in, and the next minute he's laying on the floor, and you're like, "What the hell just happened?" Yeah. Uh, he walked into it, unfortunately, with his head down. Like you can't, you can't do that against a guy whose whole thing is Muay Thai. You know, mm-hmm. like it, it done it. It done the same entry to a uh, takedown. I think once or twice before, and you can't do that with someone like Edson Barboza. He is no. going to see that habit, and he's he's going to be waiting there with the knee, and he was. So yep. yeah, beautiful knockout by Edson. Like I said, Absolutely. Edson has two fantastic fights that year. Uh, he's definitely my veteran fighter of the year. Yeah, that should be his category next. Next year. Next year, babe. You know what? Next time. Yeah, Yeah, we'll be right later. (laughs) Five points we had another. It's a Bellator fight, so yet again, I didn't see it. Uh, I don't know if you have anything to say on that one. Lorenz Larkin versus Mukhamed Berkamov. No, only only that Larkin has... It's weird. Larkin was a guy who was on a, a, a run in Bellator and looking pretty good. Uh, the only problem was, is that Larkin kind of shoots himself in the foot at times, you know, as a fighter, this was not one of those times. <laughs> he, he laid this <laughs> dude out and I'm pretty sure Larkin was not a favorite in this fight at all. So, yeah. you know, if he, then especially when you're fighting that, you know, a grappler or just a striker of the caliber that these guys are coming out of Dagestan and Eastern Europe, a lot is on the line, especially with an older fighter and veteran in Larkin. The fact that he got this knockout against this guy, you know, is not easy to do. You know, mm-hmm. good for him. You know, it, it you gotta you gotta have things to kind of have people reasons for people to keep watching you. You could give these kind of highlights, especially outside the UFC. You're definitely going to be in a better sh- uh, state. Well, just think he could never have got that KO in PFL because it was an elbow. It's uh, <laughs> such so a I forgot about that. <laughs> yes, this is very true. <laughs> no elbows. Sorry, PFL. Put some elbows. Yeah. Then maybe we'll watch you. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and then uh, after that, uh, nine points. Israel, uh, Ismail, sorry, Israel. Uh, Ismail Bonfirm versus Terence McKitty, That flying knee, which was a beautiful one. UFC two eight three. Um, Bonfim, you know, proving that he is genuinely good. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, he ended, he ended up losing. KO. Yeah, he got his. He ended up losing, losing the next fight. But no, this is the uh, this is the one where you're like, you know, he was a decent guy that you're gonna throw in there, and mm-hmm. he's gonna cause chaos in the division for sure. Uh, and then squeaking in with one point just ahead of it, which again I'm kind of pleased in certain respects. Uh, Islam Makachev versus Alexander Volan- Volkanovsky 2 with the head kick and the hammer fists at USC 294. Uh, this is the, quite funny because I know if uh, when we used to do the Donk cast, if you go back and check, uh, I predicted that Islam Makachev would win the first fight by head kick KO, and he did land one in the first round and really rattled Volk. And foolishly, I didn't pick it, pick that he'd do it again in the second fight, and of course he did. So I got the right result. I was just six months late. That was all. <clears throat> <laughs> so true. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Short, short notice uh, KO. Uh, great KO. Don't get me wrong, but again, it were. I, it's a better KO than uh, O'Malley's was, 
but I don't think it was it deserved a top spot. So I'm pleased it didn't get ranked no, super high by the donks. Especially the way it ended, because you're seeing Volk and the I think the circumstances surrounding it, like the short notice, uh, mm-hmm. ideal yeah, like ten days notice, and yeah, you know, jumped off the couch and jumped into a fight. Yeah, uh, yeah. We will be go- we will be mentoring this this a bit later, I think. So I won't go any further on that one. Uh, <laughs> did you see Bellator two nine five? Uh yeah, so I saw this this fight in particular. Uh, although it was on, um, I saw it afterwards, but uh, not live. Point, should point out to anyone listening: this is Raphael Stotts versus Patchy Mix. Uh, yeah, so it basically yeah. was just he kind of went in for the takedown and immediately got. <laughs> 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 I, yeah. You can't argue anything with it because he gets him yeah. like on the way out too. He just goes bah! like he yeah. hits him with the knee and then one more punch on the outside. You forget how big. Um, um, patchy mixes. He is a big bantamweight. He is not small. Yeah. Unlike O'Malley, he also is an offensive grappler, and that's the thing. Like he's he's the more dangerous version of O'Malley because O'Malley is only striking heavy. He's not a submission mm-hmm. grappler. He is not a defensive submission grappler. However, you know he he hasn't been submitted yet. The um, the problem with it, O'Malley is that he's a big linking guy that doesn't seem to handle damage very well. Patchy mix is the opposite. Not the legs, no. No, not the legs either, but that's the thing is that, like, (laughs) Patchy mix is your guy that honestly is probably your most dangerous bantamweight and probably the number one bantamweight currently. Yeah. I will take your word for that, my friend. Yes, Um, sir. Uh, Squeaking in just ahead of it, I know for a fact I nominated this one for one of the knockouts of the year. This was Joe Selecki versus Drakkar Close with the head slam, which was just beautiful to see and of course was followed by another one in the next fight not quite as good as close as uh no yeah i mean i I don't know how many of these there have been in the ufc but there can't be very many and there's certainly never been two in the same night no well the fact that this one was more like it looked like he he was picking up a a sledgehammer (laughs) and joe joe looks up for a second and you could see the look of like ah shit as he's coming down (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like like this is the it was the whole thing we were discussing on that night uh on the recap um was you you don't sacrifice your position for the submission if you are airborne <laughs> you know like come on because yeah, what yeah. are you what are you doing come on you know like he gave like and that was that was a good thing for close because close hadn't fought for like two years after the whole Jeremy Stevens incident where he pushes him and he like gets injured because of the push and it like induces vomiting. Oh, is that the one where he, sh- where he got the um, whiplash on his neck? Yep. That was it. Yeah. Uh, and he hadn't fought since then. Since then, geez, uh, Stevens is, was in a, you know uh, the PFL and now I think he's going to be in bare knuckle or something like that. I think he's in yeah. bare, bare knuckle now. But, you know, that's like... For two years. Jeremy, uh, Jeremy Stevens. Who the fuck is that guy? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but no, good for close. He needed that. Yeah. Yeah. I, was, I think I think I I might have voted that as my top KO of the year. If not, it was definitely my second uh, vote. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, and then we had uh, third place, twenty eight points. Israel Adesanya versus Alex Pereira. Uh, the the punches. We have already discussed it. it was a great KO. Um, I'm surprised it didn't get higher, to be honest. Although I guess it is only four points behind uh, the next place one. Uh, so, but I'm happy with its position, third place. I don't think it deserved to win. So, I don't know about you. 
Nah, I mean, I think it's it. more of a circumstance of like because we're talking um, it's story versus the actual yeah. punch kind of thing itself, isn't it? Uh, it was a good knockout, but uh, as I, said, mm-hmm. I think that's the thing. Oh, it's yeah. like the story actually carries it more um, into what it was, and the fact that he was losing the fight prior to that, you know, I don't think that I think that helps it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. makes it makes it more of a oh shit kind of moment, <laughs> especially at the high levels. Yeah, yeah. I think somebody was arguing about this on the Discord, uh, you know, saying that people are rating uh, things like KOs and um, submissions more on the story that's attached to them than the actual strike or submission itself, which kind of a fair argument, I guess, but you can't really ignore it. No, well, that's the other thing, too, is that, like, like uh, in the instance, like, you can honestly be okay with putting John... Uh, and Cyril Gaon as submission of the year because of who John is and mm-hmm. the fact that he's at heavyweight. After three yep. years, yeah, yeah. Uh, you should be also willing to accept that Grasso and versus you know Shevchenko mm-hmm. won is the, also a submission of the year for the same reason. It's Shevchenko yeah. getting submitted. That's it's that's it's not <laughs> that's something that's story when it comes yeah. down to it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you're gonna go off of that, like that's the same basics, you know, but. If you're going off off a technique, okay, but you got to be able to give us something else other than oh, it's a fancy submission on a no name that fighter, you know? Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. You can't, you know, you can't have you know one be more favored than the other. You have to be able to give both the opportunity, and you know, you grade off of that. I'm yawning here now. <laughs> um, so yeah, second place we have Josh Emmett versus Bryce Mitchell. The overrun, overhand right that sent Bryce Mitchell to the land of ghosts, twitching. Uh, one of the worst KOs I've ever seen in my life, to be honest, in the cage. Um, people generally don't even react like that when they're being kicked in the head. So to, to get it from a straight right and just messed Bryce Mitchell up. Yeah. This is quite a funny thing. I, I, had, I had all these picked out. Uh, kind of uh, up to a month before uh, the polls were done and uh, then close and bloody Emmett came in and destroyed everything as as to how I was going to uh, make my picks uh, this is true yeah <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if you saw the thing with Bryce Mitchell talking about this uh, saying that once he was up on his feet they should have had him out of the cage straight away uh, which I thought was a great point from uh, our favourite flat earther yeah, uh, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, you, yeah. you would have thought that the uh, common sense would have come back yeah. after being knocked out, you know. <laughs> but, hey, not everybody can remember. <laughs> he, he, he said the first thing, first thing he remembered is he's waking up in the ambulance, which yep. is not surprising. Uh, no, that sounds about I, I, right. I, th- I think it might have been Mike, Mike Bisping uh, who said it once. He was, he was back in the dressing room after he'd been knocked out. And he, he jumped up and he was like, right, when's the fight? When's the fight starting? And they were like, Mike, you've already had the fight. You, you you lost. You've been knocked out. You're back in the changing room. Uh, uh, having never been knocked out by a punch like that, I've no, no. idea what, what, what the effects are of uh, that kind of blow. But I can fully understand that you don't remember what happened. No. <clears throat> no, sometimes you miss pieces because I've been knocked out before. Like, you, you, yeah. you essentially just miss time. Like, it's just, it mm-hmm. just disappears from your conscience. Like, you're, you remember moments before, but that's about it. And even then, it's like you can miss like the entirety of a section behind it or before it. And like it, it just it just depends, you know, some are worse than others. But also it's just a matter of 
what the shock value that comes off of it. This one was more shocking after the fact. Not like, oh my god, he's dead. He just did instant one-shot KO, right? Yeah. It's the it's the convulsing on the canvas afterwards, and yeah. then the fact that they had the camera on him, and then, oh shit, we should probably not show that. <laughs> you know, yeah. I think that was surprised they put it on him for that long. To be honest, they don't yeah. generally. The UFC are generally very good about that. Usually, yeah, but you know, sometimes yeah. they like the shock value. They fumbled the bag on that one as, a little uh, bit, you know. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. Uh, but actual knockout of the year, voted for by the Donks, which I fully approve of. I can't remember, like I said, I can't remember if I'd voted for this one or close as the uh, my KO of the year, but it was certainly my second choice, if not my first. The uh, Justin Gaethje lands his first ever H- head kick KO at USC 291 against Dustin Poirier. Uh, <laughs> this one this one always amuses me because Kamara Usman was in the crowd watching this and he saw done to Justin Poirier exactly what happened to him just about a year earlier by Leon Edwards um, yes yeah, 43, 43 points of a pretty clear winner 11 points ahead no well because there's a joke that um, Dustin was talking to a, not a joke per se but it, it was a funny thing that came up afterwards where uh, a reporter by the name of Jose Youngs came up to him and asked he saw uh so Justin Gaethje never throws kicks, you know, kind of surprising, right? <laughs> Justin Absolutely. just had to sit there and he was like, yeah, he never throws kicks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's quite funny, actually. I, I watched the Fazia fight earlier on today uh, and Gaethje actually threw a head, the same head kick or a very similar head kick at Fazia, which obviously didn't land on uh, Fazia, but it's certainly, certainly, but it's not a, a strike he throws very often. I think it was rare. Well, because I think mm-hmm. it was something where he had picked it up in training for Usman to practice with and against for, right? Defend yeah. and use, possible, address yeah. it. Because he's, he's the only other striker that can simulate, you know, the ability mm-hmm. of you know being powerful in that sense, I guess. Because, I mean, they could have brought, probably brought in Shafkat, but Usman would have probably had to fight Shafkat. So... What's the next yeah. best case scenario? Just bring in a guy. It's not like they bring in a bunch of people anyways. So yeah. I think that was the thing. And realistically, it's not it's not something he's ever been privy to. He's usually looking for low kicks against the calf mm-hmm. or against the thigh, right? Yeah, and saying, he's dangerous yeah. with that. So just oh, him. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, he's arguably throw. the most dangerous leg kicker in the game at the moment. Yeah, uh, next to Edson Barbosa. <laughs> and, yeah, oh, and exactly, Jose Aldo yeah, prior, prior yeah, to his yeah. uh, injury. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. two of my favorite fights. I do love leg kick finishes, and <laughs> I don't know why I like them so much. But uh, I just think it's so impressive that you blast someone's leg that they can't stand on their own two feet anymore, and they have to just lay on the floor. And yeah, you can just step back and go, "Get up, motherfucker, get up!" Uh, and you're like, exactly. no, I, I don't want to get up." <laughs> no, not anymore. Now you've you've destroyed my leg. I don't think I'm going to be able to walk for three months I now. I've had enough at this point. Yeah, uh, please let me go home. Absolutely. <laughs> So yeah, congratulations to just. Uh, this, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll go, I was going to say something then, but we'll be going on to it. I think later. Yeah. Uh, in fact, in fact, quite possibly. In fact, yeah, one of the uh, next because we are running out of categories. I think now. Uh, Fight of the top year. Five, top five fights of the year. Yeah. Because we're going to be able to skim through uh, several of them very quickly. Uh, we had uh, Valentina Shevchenko, Alexa Grasso, yet again, uh, received eight points. Uh, I'm not surprised. I don't, I don't think it deserved to be in the top 
you know, much higher than it was in the rankings. Uh, I well, yeah, because it's the first fight, and the first fight was very competitive, uh, at mm-hmm. least in you know for what were we, what we were watching, and the finish kind of adds to that. So if you're talking about an exciting fight, that's definitely one of them, and uh, it's more exciting that the finish happened the way it did. So yeah, that helps it a little bit. Mm-hmm. However. Mm-hmm. Jeff, yeah. Oh, go on, Karen, Karen. <laughs> I was gonna say. Go however, on, the next, the one that's next to it, right? That's uh, with eighteen <laughs> points. It's a completely different yeah. story. It's a back and yeah, forth yeah. battle that ends abruptly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, don't I, think... I genuinely thought Shavkat was gonna lose his uh, streak of finishing every fight on this one. Uh, it looked looked as if he wasn't gonna get it done, and then of course he he did that. Uh, there's also that beautiful moment because this was on the uh, Jones versus Gann card. Yep. Um, and uh, he did to Jeff Neal more or less what uh, John Jones had done to... Um, Machida. Machida, yeah. Uh, just, you know, let his hands go and then you look around and Jeff Neal laying on the floor. I know, I think he did try and tap, but obviously the the, choke, the blood choke just kicked, kicked in just fast enough to send him unconscious and send him sprawling. Absolutely, yeah. He did not stand a chance. No. So, yeah, very good fight, but uh, I think it's uh, fairly placed again at, at fourth place. Agreed. Uh, and we, are, yeah, we have just been discussing it, Justin Gaethje versus Fiziev, which it was a great fight, a three-round war. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, because you're looking at, you know, Justin kind of like, all right, he's the veteran. He's got to defend his spot. If yeah. he doesn't, if he doesn't defend it, he did the opposite of what you know Dustin Poirier did. Dustin Poirier was not willing to defend his spot against uh, a non-name, uh, a yeah. younger contender. Justin actually defended it and beat him, and yeah. you know it was a hard fight. It, that's Absolutely. that's yeah, that's all you got. Gage had lost the previous fight, hadn't he? And then yep. he, he went he went down the rankings to take to take on an up and comer. Uh, in Rafael Fiziev, and then of course he beat him, uh, which is why he's back up in the rankings and uh, deservedly so, in my opinion. Absolutely. But yeah, it was a great fight. Um, Fiziev's face at the end of it was just a mess. Uh, yeah, really especially light, light especially at the and, end. Uh, yeah. And also worth noting that this was Justin Justin Gaethje's takedown at the end of round three was his first ever takedown in the UFC, which is just hilarious, uh, given how. You know, you used to be a wrestler and all the rest of that stuff. Yeah, he was a very accomplished wrestler. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. He was an yeah, All-American. And <laughs> that tends to happen with good wrestlers. Sometimes they <laughs> they fall in love with their hands. With their hands. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Gaethje, Gaethje, as he said, he, he didn't want to be a dull fighter. He's lived up to his name, hasn't he? The highlight. I mean, yeah. I, I can't be bothered to look it up now, but what's he got about 15 bonuses or something? Yeah. Um, yeah, almost just... like considering how he already had a of decent career going, but prior to that, <laughs> yeah, tends to either get fight of the night or KO of the night or whatever the hell it is. Gaethje, he's you know gets those yeah. fifty grand bonuses very nicely oh, yeah. and deservedly so. Uh, he really does live up live up to his nickname. Yes, uh, sir. And then we have yeah, and then close behind him in or close in front of him, sorry, in second place, Brandon Moreno versus Alejandro Pantoja three at UFC two ninety, which. Annoyingly, I don't remember very much about this fight. I should have uh, I should have watched it before we did the show. Um, you're talking about it been... yeah, it, it was it was actually very. If you're talking about Pantoja showing up and just kind of doing the same thing he did uh, against Royval, like 
it's mm-hmm. it's Pantoja, funnily enough, is just this dog. This was the night yeah. that he also said, Are you proud of me now, Dad? Are you proud of me? Yeah. <laughs> like, ah, <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> Suck at my heartstrings, will you? <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to remember if it was a close fight or... Oh, no, it was it was what back it... and forth. The The problem was <laughs> is that for every time Moreno would actually hurt Pantoja, Pantoja would just eat the punches and just kind of walk forward like a zombie. And the grappling exchanges were were intense. Like, they were going back and forth. And Pantoja would do the same thing he did to Royval, where he just hold on to the position and then look for a submission if available. If not, he was happy to yeah. stay in the position. Once they were on the feet, Moreno had the better, quicker combinations, but Pantoja had the steadiness and the power. Occasionally, Pantoja would get wobbled, but not nearly as bad as Moreno did. So, like, if Moreno, like Royval did in their fight was landing a great combination keeping his distance like you know putting pressure onto pantoja to kind of circle out pantoja would land this haymaker and drop moreno and it wouldn't matter all of a sudden pantoja was on top of him looking for a submission it was a great fight definitely not the yeah. fight of the year but one of the i think it was like mm-hmm. you could argue number two for sure yeah that's fair enough. I think I kept getting it mixed up with the uh, recent uh, Alexander uh, Pantoja fight. Which, yeah, trust me, go watch it. Go watch that one back. You're, it's yeah. a it's a great fight to watch for sure. I will have to. But uh, anyway, the clear winner for fight of the year was Islam Makachev versus Alexander Volkanovsky. It should only be this one and nothing else. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I kind of liked uh, Gaethje versus Fiziev, um in certain respects. But uh, yeah, I can say it, this really was a back and forth battle, wasn't it? Um, well, because a, a lot of controversy with a lot of people saying that Volk won this fight. Well, the only reason why you say that is because of the way Islam looked in the cage. Like, he was getting hurt a lot more than he usually yeah. does. Or at, Islam never looks like he's hurt ever. And on top yeah. of it, the fact that, like, the grappling exchanges were almost, you know, 60-40. You know? Mm-hmm. Islam's getting the positions, but not able to do anything with them. With them. Yeah. And then at certain points, Volk is transitioning to be in dominant positions. He's winning some of the right. grappling exchanges, right? Yeah. And that's the thing where it's like we all assumed Islam was going to roll over Volkanovski because yeah, I, I think I think I said I said it wouldn't go past the second round. Yeah, um, and that's Islam the thing. Would have been out there in no time. And that's the thing. You're looking at this fight like, oh damn, Volk showed up. Oh damn, he's mm-hmm. he's winning. Oh shit, he hurt him. Um, especially that last thirty seconds where Volk is raining punches from standing yeah. position on top of uh, islam who's got his guard up you know putting his hands up trying to get back you know uh, to you know defend himself yeah it, it was one of those fights where maybe if there'd been 30 40 seconds left volt might have got it done you never know oh no yeah and that's the thing that's the best part about that fight is that it's just you're you're looking at it like goddamn, like it was a great fight to watch especially a championship level mm-hmm. fight yeah yeah i i, I wonder if it's I think probably I rated it slightly lower than the Gaethje versus Fiziev fight because I'd rather watch Gaethje versus Fiziev uh, fight. You know, it's more entertaining for me to watch that. It was a stand-up brawl. There wasn't so much of the grappling and, uh, you know, because we had that, was it the entire third round where Volt was just wrapped up 
uh, doing those silly little back punches that everyone was trying to give him the round for. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think fight. that's the other half yeah. of it is that like you're, it's not constant action, it's high level mm-hmm. uh, chess match. And I think where it's Fiziev is uh, versus Gaethje is more like no, there it's a war of attrition <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure. That definitely adds yeah. to the fight. But yeah, I, I can't really argue with it too much. Uh, it was a great fight. It's probably just my bias slightly, uh, just yeah. being a Gaethje fanboy to some degree. Eh, that's not bad. Uh, <laughs> so at least you admit it. Most people don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll freely admit I'm a bit of a fanboy for uh, some of my uh, fighters. Definitely fight of the year, though, for sure. The, uh, the you know, Justin Gaethje uh, is, uh, is, is close to that with uh, Fiziev, but definitely if you're just going to talk about performances. You know, mm-hmm. Islam versus Volk definitely takes it for sure. Shall we jump on to the next one? Breakthrough Absolutely. fighter of the year. Yeah, let's have a look. Where there's a, there's quite a few on this one, and there's some fair. Well, uh, do we want to start? Shall we start? And give a shout out to a lady, Erin Blanchfield. Uh, racked up ten points. Uh, I th- I think she kind of deserved maybe a slightly higher spot than she's been given. Um, I think so I too, but wait, wait, yeah, would I you... know her last fight wasn't that exciting because it was a lot of pushing. Uh, I forget who she fought now. But I know one of our members back. would say he she should be punished because she had one boring performance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can see our, uh, or I can almost hear our editor swearing at us on this one. So <laughs> no, he, he didn't like the uh, the result of this fight very much. Of course not. No, but hey, yeah. you're you're beating the best people in the world. You know, mm-hmm. you deserve some Absolutely. kind of recognition. Yeah. So yeah, uh, what did that put her in? Three, four, five, six, seven. So yeah, she was she was voted eighth, eighth on our uh, list, and we probably should have done top ten, but I can't be bothered to go that far. Uh, uh, yeah. Alex Pereira beating beating her just with eleven points, which. Uh, I'm not sure I really understand this category, to be honest. I mean, Alex Pereira had already won a belt. How the hell can he be breakthrough fighter of the year? I think it's Uh, from what he had come through previously and also the fact that he did win another title adds mm -hmm. to that. I think that's that's possibly the, you know, justification for him being on this list. But then there are people who had issues with like, oh, what's the definition of a breakthrough fighter? I mean, yeah. you know, it's like uh, we can only work with what we have in the category. So at this That's point, it, and the, it, it's it's fine. I have no issues with Alex Pereira being on here because of the fact that he did win a title this year. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, is he my is he my breakthrough? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess he broke through into a new division. If you want to look at it that way. Absolutely, and that's the thing that you could justify it like that. That's that's the whole point, right? Yeah. Uh, and then just just above him, we had his uh, his old training mate, as it happens, and the guy he knocked out once uh, just a couple of months earlier, Sean Strickland on thirteen points. Again, I, I'm not really sure I count Strickland as a breakthrough fighter. I, I know he, he entered the year on two losses, and then obviously got three wins across the entire uh, year and took the belt. But again, I I don't really know if it counts as a breakthrough fighter for me. Um, we're think, gonna get to my fighter later on, but yeah. Well, yeah, I think you can just based off of the main event that he had, not like the previous fights, but the actual Izzy upset. He breaking through into the consciousness after where he got knocked out. That's probably yeah. you can argue his breakthrough moment, but everything yeah. after that, the build up to the actual fight, 
the two previous fights where he took on uh, uh, Mo, uh, I. Uh, I forget his Imabal. name. Imabov. Imabov. Thank you. Yes. And then the the short notice nature of the fight because he refused to accept that he lost to um, <laughs> the, uh, to a previous fighter. I forget. Oh my god, I am just forgetting names right now. Um, That's my but, job. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm sorry. I just said usually I'm supposed to be the guy that knows everything, considering I was the, the king guy. of trivia. No, God, <laughs> damn it. This is terrible. Uh, but no, like he shows up, wins this fight against Imabov, and then fights Abus, and then beats him and i mean there's no reason for him to be a breakthrough fighter until he beats izzy and that's the whole point right he that's the moment he shows up and actually becomes the champion that's his breakthrough moment i I guess he breaks through into more people's consciousness i guess it's easy for me to uh kind of ignore him somewhat because i was a sean strickland fan long before he won the belt yep so uh yeah. Whereas Alexa Grasso well, didn't have that. This uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> she her moment yeah, was earlier in the year when yeah. she won the actual belt, <laughs> and then uh, arguably I thought she defended it, but neither here nor there. Uh, defending her spot as you know a champion, she broke through yeah. earlier this year and then stayed in the spotlight because she's still champion. You can't say mm-hmm. she didn't break through because yeah, she had a following. Granted, some of it is for you know. <laughs> other yeah. purposes but still uh <laughs> let's I, not go into the feet, feet nah, pictures yeah uh, nah, <laughs> i wasn't gonna bring it up now <laughs> but um no like she's definitely she's definitely someone who broke into the consciousness of the casual fan and you know yeah. especially with the way she finished uh the former champion you know you can't argue against that no that's fair enough uh, and then, uh, and then, surprising people again. I'm going to say more or less the same for Tom Aspinall, who was in fourth place with 18 points. Um, obviously, I'm a Brit, so I'm good. I was aware of Tom Aspinall. I've been a fan of his for a while. Um, but I guess it's the, the comeback from the knee injury that he suffered against Blades. So I can see again why he got the points. Uh, I'm just glad he didn't. As horrible as it may sound, I'm glad he didn't make the top three um, <laughs> for this character for this category. Well, so no, because he... I think all the three people above him deserve it more than he does. Yeah, well, because he gets the uh, the win at home against uh, Spivak, right? Granted, it wasn't like we yeah. weren't expecting him to lose. You know, no, it was supposed yeah. to be a kind of a walkover fight for him. Granted, it, Spivak is one of the better heavyweights. Speaking of um, the division and. He gets this offer on short notice. All of us, I was pretty nervous for him going into that fight. Well, and that's, so was I. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like you didn't expect him to win, and if you did, you would hope it'd be early because you weren't sure how how he's going to hold up going into the rest of that fight. Thankfully, it didn't I need I to go there. I didn't expect him to win. It's it's heavyweight, and I always view heavyweight fights as somewhat of a fifty fifty coin flip. Um, that's fair it could, it could go either way always i didn't expect him to win in 69 seconds <laughs> no it's, yeah especially the way he uh, was getting clipped early on you know and then yeah nearly... one, yeah almost almost lost his mouth guard the first time yeah yep uh, and then yeah going into that fight you had that whole okay well he said he had his back injured but didn't disclose that until afterwards you know so, no yeah thankfully it, it, it worked he said, out. he said afterwards he regretted mentioning that it just kind of popped out of his mouth he wasn't even going to talk about it absolutely yeah i mean you can't blame the guy he won so thankfully it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah. uh, 
the the great moment for that was the fact that he took it on the same notice as Mike Michael Bisping, you know, two and a half weeks notice or whatever it was. Yeah, eleven days. Comes, yeah, comes in and wins the title. Wins the title exactly the same as Bisping did. So yeah, I, I love the parity of that one. Oh yeah, uh, but yeah. But the top three: uh, Shavkat Rachmanov, twenty-two points. Can't mm-hmm. argue with this one. Uh, obviously, a lot of us had been aware of Shavkat for quite a while, uh, but I can see why people are not as. Uh, I mean, I always call myself the can of casuals, but even I was aware of Shavkat. Uh, <laughs> Going into but, this, yeah, I, I, I do always call myself a dedicated casual as well. Um, at least trying, you know. And that's the thing, it's yeah. like Shavkat was that guy that showed up and he'd just be like, All right, I'm gonna finish this guy. We're not sure yeah. how he's gonna finish him, but he's gonna finish him. And <laughs> especially with his performances uh, as of late, his uh, war with Jeff Neal, and then his, you know, mm-hmm. relatively safe, you know, uh, but measured, um, and calculated fight with uh, Wonder Boy, Wonder Boy. You know, that's with, a, with a broken, with a either broken or injured foot, wasn't it as well? So absolutely, and that's the thing. It's like you can't you can't blame him for the fight, especially no. with who he's against. Granted, more uh, often when you when you look at it, I, I was shocked by this one. I didn't realize Wonder Boy had never been finished by submission. Uh, no, he's usually just getting knocked out. <laughs> yeah, I, that's it. <laughs> exactly and he don't he did i mean he doesn't lose that many fights wonder boy no. he's another one of those crafty veterans he really is good uh, oh yeah he's he's definitely he's definitely uh a veteran at this point a very mm-hmm. difficult oh, and yeah. tricky veteran yeah w- one of the best strikers in the ufc yep uh, without without a shadow of a doubt uh, second place, we have Benoit Sandini, who was my number one pick for this category um you know, it was hardly anyone knew who he was. Uh, he had that first, his first fight in the USC was uh, short notice, and he fought at welterweight and lost. So I think that probably uh, some he, people might have just yeah, he looked, him off their list that he way. He looked bad in that fight because he was just mm-hmm. A, outsized, and B, just not prepared. Yeah. Short like, notice as well, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. You can't blame him. And then he wraps, he runs off what was it, five wins now? think so yeah because he came back and beat uh bonfim didn't he, he yep. beat one of the young one of the bonfim brothers because uh, i think i think i picked against bsd in that one uh again again bonfim i think everyone expected bonfim to win that one and then uh, i forget exactly was it a knee strike that one again yeah oh yeah it was a knee strike so yeah uh 25 points not a deserved second place i, I think he deserves first but uh <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? It's close. I would say that I think yeah, you, yeah. you could argue this one is at least close. And I mean, for the main guy, realistically, Drake is coming through the way for the number one pick mm-hmm. so far. Again, this is, yeah. we got a couple of days. So, um, Drake is beating Robert Whitaker, I think, was the thing that made us realize okay, this guy's for real. Beating yeah. Darren Till, beating, beating Derek Brunson. I mean, Honestly, just kind of looking sloppy as hell, hell, you know. I think that's the thing is that none of, none of us actually took him serious as a contender until he actually beat mm-hmm. the former champion. Yeah. And it, yeah. he did it with relative ease compared to his other fights. <laughs> yeah. Again, I can see why uh, Drick has got the, uh, got the nod on this one. Uh, just just my favoritism for uh, Benoit Sandinier, I guess. That's fair. You know, that's fair. Yeah. My favorite, my favorite French fighter. <laughs> Breakthrough fight of the year so far is Drake is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then definitely fi- much better than Gano. I've been hating all all year long. So 
Eh, you know what? Hey, so we not, we can't all have this uh, favorites. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we've only got two. We got two, two left. Two, two categories left. Yeah. So female fighter of the year next. Uh, I, and w- should we just do the top three on this one? Uh, we could do the That's top. Like, uh, let's go with uh, loop. We could go from Loopy on up. Oh, there, there you go. Good man. I'm glad you mentioned Lupe Godinez because she was my <laughs> female fighter of the year. Uh, yeah. First female ever to get four wins in a single year of the UFC. Uh, so I think she deserved to be ranked much higher than she was with 11 points on this one. Yeah, I think that's the thing. I think compared to other fighters, she's just one of those girls who's just, she's not big for her weight class either. She's just very competitive she's actually going in taking fights relatively you know short notice sometimes but she's mm-hmm. getting wins and that's the thing that's hard yeah. to do for women's mma is that you to be consistent and have actual win streaks is extremely hard to do mm-hmm. and she's doing it on short notice against very yeah. good competition well she had, a, she had a weird year didn't she she had two fights very early on in the year yep. and then two fights very late in the year so oh yeah exactly i guess one of them must have been fairly short notice Oh, no, it's hard to get fights sometimes if you're in women's MMA. You know, not everybody's available. Yeah. From what I remember, she's got some pretty decent hands on her as well. Yeah. She's a good grappler, so she sticks to grappling. But when she's, you know, when she can't get the takedown, she's at least got boxing behind her. Mm-hmm. And I'll let you take the next one because I can't remember a damn thing about Larissa. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're going to talk about people who are female fighter of the year, I mean... Larissa Pacheco is one for sure that you should at least have on your list. She doesn't need to be your number one, but actually being somebody who beat a two-time Olympian in, um, you know, the PFL, considering that she had already lost to her twice. Granted, that's all past, uh, you know, victories, but this year she they dropped the, the weight class to, instead of 155, they brought it down to 145. So... She ended up doing the same thing again, just beating all the contenders. She didn't fight uh, Kayla Harrison, however. She Kayla Harrison only fought once, and it was against a, a former bantamweight in the UFC. So this this situation was Larissa Pacheco won two tournaments in a row, and now okay. she's yeah. she's that, finally, that explains why I don't yeah. know who she is because she fights in the PFL. And yeah, exactly. I just can't yeah, to watch PFL. Yeah, and this is the thing is that her next fight possibly could be against Cyborg. Yeah. And that's the thing that they were arguing about, and everyone's kind of saying, well, why not just throw her cyborg against Kayla Harrison? No. Pacheco's actually fought. Pacheco's actually fighting at 145, which is a weight class that Cyborg fights at. And I'll arguably say, I think she knocks her the fuck out, but that's just me. <laughs> I can't comment on her, because <laughs> never seen her fight. Yeah. If, if the PFL got their act together and ran better cards... Every yeah, time I tried thing. to watch a P- every time I tried to watch a PFL card, it seems like it's half an hour between fights. It's like yeah, pacing's you know, terrible. And for, and for yeah. me, these cards are on at two o'clock in the morning. I, I don't want to be sitting around waiting half an hour to to watch the next fight between a couple of fighters I've probably never heard of anyway. No, so. yeah, that's the other thing too is that like they don't have the notoriety. If they were just one thing, like that was on and could arguably put on better fights, okay, the pacing fixes itself. You just you know, putting the ads between fights and you don't extend it so that way you're kind of adding it with filler. You just need the fights to be on on a regular basis. So there's a lot of things they could address, but in this case, Larissa Pacheco is working out for them. That's fair enough. I will bow to your experience there. 
I've just just checked up on the next one. I am baffled why Wei Li Zhang is is up there in fourth place. To be blunt, he had one fight this year. I think it's because last, last I, year, should I say? Well, I, Lemos, admittedly, but but I think that's the thing. I think it's because where she was prior to that. I think it's again the story, um, because she was defending the belt, kept the mm-hmm. belt. And it's the only women's 115 fight that you can think of that, like, all right, well, that's, you know, she's one of the few that's standing out in that weight class currently. Because Flyweight has been the one that's been getting a lot of the headlines as of late. Yeah. Like I, said, I, I just don't really think you deserve that highly ranking for one fight. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, a lot of people yeah, thought a Lemos... Special opinion, tough look, but yeah. No, no, I don't think you're wrong on that, but it's because like a lot of uh, people thought Lemos was going to bring a lot harder of a fight than she actually did. So I think that's half of it. Yeah. Whereas the next one, I don't yeah. think that's the case. <laughs> well, she, she's the MK favorite, isn't it? It's, uh... yeah, she was a hammer. She was a hammer of the month. So you can't you can't take that away from her. <laughs> also true. Yeah. Aaron Blanchfield, I think being the third place uh, recipient here for us at what is it 23 points yeah not bad i mean granted dave will <laughs> our, uh, our editor-in-chief would probably just dis- yeah. disagree with us yeah, the, but Talia, Talia santos wasn't it i'm just, I'm just yeah up now. but i mean she's she's it, handled it wasn't it. the most exciting fight but she, she's a young fighter she does you know she needs to do that to get the win exactly that's the way she gets the win she she also it was against dave a very difficult fight in, you know, Talia Santos and also a person who could have arguably been the champion currently. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I don't one performance that's questionable against a very tough opponent. Then on top of it, she's already been steamrolling everybody. I mean, hell she finished, um, uh, Amanda, uh, uh, Jessica Andrade, not Amanda. Mm-hmm. I was going to say Jessica Andrade. Yeah, yeah. She finished Jessica Andrade in which is not something a lot of people can do. Nope. Absolutely. You know, that's it's a hard it's a hard division right now. I, I think it's very likely she'll have, she'll will win a belt at some point of the uh, in the future. Absolutely. Just not now. <laughs> we'll see. Maybe not now. We'll no. see. Maybe, we'll see. She's gotta get not. through Manuel Feel first. Mm-hmm. Pearl, yeah, yeah. Uh, that should that should be a good fight, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, certainly be a tough fight. Oh yeah. Well, what would you think about the second place entry with 25 Amanda points? Nunes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's very, it's hard to argue with uh, Amanda Nunes getting highly ranked. Um, yeah, that, yeah, as we were talking about, she had the retirement. I, I, I can't fault her getting second place, really. Uh, I would have probably edged her out to Blanchfield, but I don't have a problem with a legend getting that highly ranked. Uh, it's, it's, this this is one of the clearest categories I think we've voted for on the uh, across the Discord. Uh, I mean, I don't if you want to say anything more about Nunes. Uh, no. <laughs> no. I mean, Alexa Grasso, sixty nine points, two and a half times what anyone else scored. This is, like I said, the biggest romp home to victory I, I think across the entire uh, thing. I think you could give the sympathy for the retirement. I think that's mm-hmm. probably what it is, defending the belt and then retiring with the belts. I think that's the only thing you could do. And then realistically, with um, with Grasso, Grasso was just unheralded and then already had wins going into that, that year. 
So I think going into the title fight again with, you know, beating Shevchenko the way she did, and I, we've already discussed it to death, but, you know, defending, quote-unquote defending, you know, because he went to a draw, which, I again, I'll, I'll argue that I think she won, but it, it's hard to do that, especially against someone that's this season as her. I mean, hell, it was hard for Amanda to hold on to her spot, and then she had to hold on to her spot recently. Like, she had to, she lost and then regained it, and she retired. Mm-hmm. Grasso's still young in her career. She's a breakthrough. I want to say she's a absolute like mm-hmm. you know yeah, like I know where you're going, yeah. <laughs> yeah but i at the same time it's like it she's she's up there doing her thing man you can't be anything more than impressed with what she's done considering how she started her career inside the ufc and now she's actually like i said she she was a straw weight at first had weight issues after a couple of wins and losses and then finally found herself at 125 after taking some time off. Like sometimes they just you you need young fighters need time to actually adjust into their proper weight class and into their actual like fighting style. It's not easy for everybody to transition into a, a top tier level fighter. And now she's done that. Yep. Good for her. <clears throat> yeah. Definitely, definitely deserving of a female fighter of the year. Absolutely. Yeah. No arguments there. And so I guess this is the the final category, the one that everyone really wants to were here. <laughs> um, just to shut us up, um, we might we might as well do the top five on this one, I guess, because we tied in fifth place. We have uh, N- uh, Naoa Inoue and Patchy Mix both on twelve points. And if we don't mention Inoue, uh, JK is going to uh, roast us to uh, death because he said that. This was the guy who deserved to be the fighter of the year, and everyone who didn't vote for him is a mouth breather. So, uh... <laughs> sorry, J.K. Yeah, well, I mean, you also had, yeah, I mean, and Patrick, Patrick Mix on the same point, but I've already said I haven't seen Patrick Mix's fight, so I can't comment on it. And I, I think I've only seen one boxing fight this year, and that was Francis versus Fury. Um, so yeah, I can't, I can't say anything about how good his performance was. Well, I, I mean, you want to, to talk about anything about that? No, well, to be, if you want to be fair to Inouye in this case, like and Patchy Mix, both of them essentially gained multiple titles. Um, and the reason why I'll say, uh, not necessary, not in in a way necessarily, but uh, Patchy Mix, he won the tournament title. Technically, mm-hmm. it's a, I think if if you want to give it a, a, a name, it's a title because there was about sixteen bantamweights in it, and he won that. And then yeah. he won the actual title. And that is extremely hard to do. Granted, you're going off of two fights necessarily for the year, but still, that's still difficult. Granted, uh, in a way, has been just destroying <laughs> fucking competition in his boxing. So, yeah. like, you listen to MK, you listen to some of the other fight podcasts, they'll bring up in a way because in a way is this guy that's just a fun fighter to watch. He is this guy that's yeah. literally going in and murdering people because he can. He is very innocent looking, but God damn it. He is also scary. <laughs> but again, I, I don't watch boxing all the time. And matter of fact, it's rare that I do. I'll, I'm, I'm with you in that sense too. Uh, yeah. But in the same, like you have to do give respect where respect is due. And in a way is definitely someone of very, very deserving of respect in this case. Yeah. 
I dare say if we would add uh, K stacks on, he would have been uh, ranting about this one as well. But I don't think we would have ended the show for another two and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> Very possibly a history lesson on uh, anyways boxing. Uh... Yeah, <laughs> it's a long one too. So, hey. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, the, the top four we have uh, our new interim heavyweight champion Tom Aspinall, fourteen points. Um, again, I don't think he necessarily deserves fighter of the year. Uh, he deserves to be up there because he's obviously he's won a belt and he did a fantastic and on short notice against an absolute killer. Uh, so no problems with him being ranked where he is. Yeah, I agreed. I mean, look, he beat Pavlovich and won a title. Yeah. Although he also yeah. uh, he beat two. Uh, what was it? Sergey Pavlovich, right? Yeah, and beat then, Pavlovich in uh, 69 seconds, and it was. I'm trying to think who we fought. Sergey Spivak. Yeah, in a minute or in a, another first round as well. Short, relatively short fights. And you had mentioned something about that when we were recapping these uh, both fights. I think is that he had he's relatively like the shortest fight time in his yeah, uh, he's, competition. I think I think now his average fight time is something like one minute nineteen seconds or something stupid. Yeah, well, I mean, hey, yeah. being good. Ty, you know, Tybura was, not... was Ty, Marcin Tybura was the other fight he won this year. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, you are correct. Not, yes. uh, not uh, Spivak. I think, yeah, I'll just, uh, thank you for dead dead (laughs) rogging me in the moment. Yes. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, But that's the thing. Not so much me as Google, but yeah. No, but hey, you know, I I think that's the thing with with Aspinall. You you can't really, he's he's deserving of mention, but to be in the top, I don't think he's deserving to be in the top. But hey, do you want to bring in the next one? I do love this year because there are eight male divisions and the UK holds 25% of the divisions, has their champions. I know you can say that John Jones has the actual belt, but we all know John Jones is going to retire after he fights. I do think he should have it, Uh, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. That's just me, though. Slightly off topic there. You see that Stipe has apparently said that he'll fight Aspinall if he wins against uh, Jones. I hate this. Uh, they should just be fighting him, but yeah, I do agree. Uh, All right, let's let's just jump on to it because we've been going. We discuss that right. uh, <laughs> uh, third place, Leon Edwards, twenty-two points. Uh, two great performances. Beat obviously Osman in the rematch or the third third fight um, in wherever the hell it was. Therefore, I forget. I forget that. I forget where they that fight took place. And then he beat Colby in one of the most boring title fights of the year. Um, as long as Kobe suffers from it, I don't care how it happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think Edwards deserves deserves his spot, to be honest. But it's he definitely wasn't the most exciting fighter of the year. Um, well, no, you remember you he, 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 he beat two legends of the welterweight division. You know, you can yeah. say what you like about Colby, but he does have that pedigree behind him. He's um, good. He should fight more often. It would be actually help his resume. But no, he chooses not to because he's a pussy. But that's neither yeah. here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> and second place we have on 32 points Islam Makachev uh, which I'm pleased to see he only got second place on this one Um, not being harsh uh, but as we discussed the first fight with Volt was great second fight was a short notice one but they're both fights against a guy who was from a weight division lower than him 
uh, one of them on very short notice. Like I said, I would never have voted him as fighter of the year. Um, my actual <laughs> choice for fighter, my I, th- I think Gaethje had a better year than Makachev, to be honest. Yeah, he beat an up and comer in Fiziev because everyone, like I said, everyone was picking Fiziev to beat Gaethje and he, he destroyed it. Well, he didn't destroy him, but he beat him. And then I think a lot of people didn't expect him to beat Poirier because he'd lost to him last time. And then not only did he finish with him, finish him, he finished him with the what we've decided is a knockout of the year. So for me, Gaethje had a better year than Makachev in that respect. But I've no problems, I guess, with him getting second place. I don't know. <laughs> well, here's the thing. For me, it's the number one. It's the it's the pound for pound fighter at the time mm-hmm. when he first faces him, right? Yeah. And that's the thing. Where if we're talking about this year, him beating him the first time, and as close as as controversial as the you know the decision was, he still beat him. Yet. Yeah. People, for some reason, decided, well, he was the smaller fighter. He deserves, he went up a weight class. He was re- arguably the guy who I thought won, even though technically the decision went his way. And again, I'm not going to hear to argue what the decision was, like how you could have scored the decision. It's the fact that he won the decision. And then people still put the guy he l- beat up above yeah, him as above pound him pound. pound for pound. Yeah, yeah. And I thought that's Which insane. Is, <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, that, that's why I was I was laughing. I think at someone on the Discord, as you know, I said that he beat the supposed pound for pound. But when Volk tried to go up a, a weight class, he lost and lost twice. So clearly, he's not pound for pound because he couldn't do it at the higher level. Yeah, and that's the thing. I think if you're going to argue the first fight, okay, the second fight, <sighs> it's definitive. But there's a. I think you could do this if if you're trying to discredit Islam's um, position as fighter of the year. It's primarily due to a the first fight being as close as competitive against a smaller opponent. Granted, it was a pound mm-hmm. for pound number one at the time. Uh, yeah. A lot of things going against Islam in that fight. The weight cut didn't go exactly to plan. Plus, he's fighting in a different time zone, different area, never been there before. There's a lot of things that are going against him. It's not an excuse, but he still showed up and still won. Yeah. Going into the second fight, there are th- so many things that are going against Volk. A, not prepared. B, yeah. short notice. B, yeah. he literally gets knocked out and then has a, a full-on thing where we're, we're seeing into the inside of this man's, you know, I'm not going to say soul. Mental state. Yeah, his yeah. Mental, mental state, right? And he he's telling us if I'm not in fight camp, I'm not okay. And that to me doesn't feel okay. You know, like no. if you're gonna go ahead and say, okay, well, Islam deserves it, you also have to say it wasn't in the best circumstances for either man in both fights. Which is kind yeah. of a shame because now we won't ever get a third fight. And I don't think it's necessary that we have a third fight, but absolutely not. Because of what we saw in the first fight, that that should have gotten something that we saw in three hundred. Yeah. And now we won't get that. Yeah. Exactly. And that's the thing. It's like we rushed this fight because we wanted to make a pay-per-view. And that's that's the result that we got. Well, the annoying thing was they had a standing fire, didn't they? And then the Saudi crowd, (laughs) which presumably just decided they didn't want to see it. So 
we ended up getting Vault dragged in on short notice instead. That's the worst thing you could have done because a, I'm sure made the Saudi crowd very happy seeing uh, Islam beat Vault again with a, such a spectacular, well, semi spectacular knockout. Exactly, and that's the thing. We're like looking at this fight like you could have, we could have had this fight regardless, and this could have honestly been this the result. Where anyways, you know, could mm-hmm. because both men are good, and yeah. that's the sad part is that like what was the point of having Gamrot? If you're gonna have him in, yeah, you know, replace him. Yeah, yeah. This, it was stupid. It was ne- it was not necessary because you already had the backup. You already had somebody that was on standby who was actually ready, who could have given him a hard, uh, a decent fight. But no, no, we had to sacrifice this beautiful version of a fight that we could have possibly seen later. Well, in the- I, I did I did make the joke at the time that uh, Volk's uh, Volk's wife had just given birth to uh, I can't remember it was a son or a daughter, whatever it was. So I said that Volk just wanted to get out of the house so he could escape the uh, crying <laughs> baby. Uh, you might not be wrong on that one, but still. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, oh, Jesus. So anyway, our the Donks, the Discord's fighter of the year, Sean Strickland, 44 points. Um, I have zero problem with this. I love <laughs> no, this you riddle. don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I think it's genuinely deserved, to be fair. He had, he had two short... He, he lost, I think, two fights last year, didn't he? Yeah, or so that was the thing. Yeah, and he came cause... back on short notice, beat Abbas and uh, Imovov, and then took took Izzy on short notice, destroyed him in a way no one had foreseen could happen. So, yeah, Sean Strickland deserves it. Deserves the belt, deserves this award. No argument on my side. Uh, feel free to abuse me or Sean Strickland if you want. I, I, I mean, other than being a homer, I mean, no, I think you're <laughs> you're fine on this one. The only other one you could have argued uh, in this case, honestly, would have been just if we're just talking about fighter of the year. <sighs> I've already given my other one, which was Justin Gaethje. No, and that's, I think that's the thing, like. Maybe Pantoja, like just as a heartfelt kind of, I don't know. Like even then, you can't because it's technically, you know, two title fights. One of him attaining, and the other one of him defending. Granted, both of the performances have questionable moments of his cardio, um, fight IQ possibly, but you know that you. I don't think you can argue against Sean because of a who he beat prior to that, and then who he beat at the end of the year. Or at yeah. the end of when he was fighting. I mean, if he had somehow managed to managed to squeeze in, like, um, if they decided, okay, Drakus and Sean Strickland fight in December. Mm-hmm. I think they were trying to get Sean to defend it, weren't they? And he he just turned around and said, no, I'm not doing it, which is very rare for Sean Strickland. Well, he is a champion. He should be able to say no. Yep, I agree. Yep. I mean, that's the thing. I think it... Even then, like, I don't think you can argue with another fighter because everyone only has two, maybe one fight that you can say, okay, all right, that's that's uh, that's pretty much my fighter of the year right there. Whereas Sean didn't have that and kind of just went in was like, all right, he's just he's just trying to get back into contention. Then availability was his saving grace. Mm-hmm. And being an underdog, I, I, I'm just looking at the list now, and I think you just mentioned it. Sean's the only one on this list who's had three fights this year or last year, should I say? Exactly, and that's so. the thing. Yeah, you're looking at the rest of this this column, and 
I don't know why Jamal Hill is even on here, but that's that's another story. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, I, I'm, uh, I'm more... let's not forget uh, Sean Str- uh, Sean Strickland took on uh, Abbas, and Sean was meant to be the sacrificial victim for Abbas. I think I'm pretty sure the USC wanted Abbas to destroy Sean Strickland and would have been really, really happy with how that first round was going. Obviously not quite so bloody happy about the second round when uh, Sean came out and went, oh, I you've think, gassed yourself. You're yeah, dead. I hate, agreed. I, I think that was... I, I don't know if they wanted him to be destroyed. I think they wanted him to see, okay, he's technically a Dagestani, you know, he's training out of Germany, but he he... He should be this guy because he, I don't know if you know this, he fought for the first PFL uh, uh, title, um, middleweight title. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was knocked out early in that round as well. Ah. And he was knocked out very early. I didn't know he'd fought in PFL. I didn't know he'd fought and been knocked out that Yeah, way. when they ran a middleweight tournament, he had lost to a UFC vet, and the name is escaping me right now, um, a training partner with uh, Jared Gordon, I believe, maybe, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I, I, I again, it's it's another. It's, uh, I have to double check that, so you might I might be dead wrong on that one. But um, he uh, he knocks out Abus, and Abus just falls like a stack of bricks, just going backwards, just like gets caught with the overhand right, and that's the end of it. Like boom, and that was because he was murdering all the opponents going into that fight, and yeah, then we just don't hear from him. After that, is he, is he then of the same kind of mold as uh, Hamza Chimeyev, a really, really dangerous first round fighter? But once you get past the first round, it becomes questionable. No, because Abus doesn't grapple. Abus is a guy who's a kickboxer, same as Imavov. The difference yeah. was is that Imavov is capable of going the distance and uh, sticking to a game plan. He might get a little overzealous at points, but he's very consistent with his. He's like a. He's like uh, if Musasi was a Dagestani, <laughs> except except um, except he kind of gets a little bit more into the back and forth of like, oh, you hit me with a leg kick, I'm gonna hit you with a leg kick harder, kind of yeah. thing. Whereas Abus is like, okay, shit, he's still here. <laughs> I threw everything in the kitchen sink at him. I don't know what to do now. I, I thought he was more of a grappler with the way because he did go for he did get a couple of takedowns against Sean, didn't he, in the first round. Yeah, he's not a grappler by trade. He is only a grappler in uh, desperation. Yeah, and it's usually because, like, if you come out of Dagestan, you're either A, a striker, or B, a grappler. And if you're mm-hmm. a grappler, you have some striking. But if you're primarily, your bread and butter is going to be grappling 90% of your game plan. If you're a striker, that 10% of grappling is out of desperation. <laughs> Yeah, like the bullet. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. <laughs> we'll we'll see how he does the, this year. Exactly, yeah. But no, hey, um, I think Sean Strickland is very deserving of fight of the year. I don't, I don't see how you can argue argue anybody else. And even then, it's because of what he was going through. Again, I think this is what we discussed earlier. That story, the story of la- yeah. last year, and the story of this year, culminating to the crescendo. Of his title win. And then him kind of being this overnight sensation. Mm-hmm. You can't argue it, honestly. No. Uh, plus, he's, he's always fun at press conferences. Yeah. I mean, when he's not talking about abuse and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that's not here today. 
Fight of the year, ladies no, and gentlemen, no. John yeah, Strickland. Let's, let's, let's not go into uh, that on this uh, show. We'll just, we'll just stick with the awards. Uh, so, yeah. Congratulations, <laughs> John Strickland. Uh-uh. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Need Dave, need Dave to edit in a Tarzan uh, yell here. He used to have long hair. I don't know if you'll remember that from the old Johnny Weissmuller uh, films. Oh, no, yeah, he, definitely. Oh, yeah, the iconic Tarzan, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, he used, have you seen Sean Strickland with the old Tarzan hair? Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's a trip, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, very very good-looking uh, guy uh, when he, with all the long hair. I, I was laughing the other day because... Uh, on BYM with uh, Laura Sanko saying that Sean Strickland and Michael Bisbing, uh, you know, went back when Bisbing shaved all his hair off when he was a bit younger and before his face got ripped into tiny shreds, that those two look very much alike. And thinking about it, they do look quite alike. Oh, yeah, they're or both did, uh, in the day. Boy, well, they're both shit talkers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah shit talkers, bonehead kind of thing. Uh, oh, yeah, they're, they're headstrong kind of guys. They're both, uh, they're birds yeah. of a feather, them. And they, they, yeah. they honestly, I think I could see a younger Bisbing and him, honestly being buddies. And it, mm-hmm. I mean, they both had similar fight styles. Pressure, not heavy-handed, yep. but they're definitely going to be in your face throughout the fight. And you got to knock them out in order to win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very good assessment. We, we will see how Sean's uh, cardio works out when we uh, get our first title fight of 2024 against Rickus. Oh my god, I am actually excited about that fight. I just don't want to see the yeah, press conference. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that could be messy, I must admit. Oh yeah, agreed. Yeah. Okay, I guess that's about time that we uh, wrap this up because I think we're just uh, talking a lot of bollocks at the moment, mainly, and uh, just filling time. <laughs> uh, so uh, we'll be back uh, hopefully next week uh, for the Walker versus Ankaleev. Uh, fight. I don't know what number it is. I haven't got the notes in front it's of me. It's two. Uh, it's it's their rematch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the rematch. Well, hopefully it won't end in an illegal knee strike this time. Oh God, I hope we just didn't jinx it. Yeah. Or a dislocated shoulder for uh, Johnny Walker. Yeah, that's worm true. Himself. Okay, well, you want to put money on it real quick? <laughs> <laughs> well, on who'll win? No, on what what happens? Like it's either going to be injury or. Uh, some kind of a foul disqualification. <laughs> I, I really don't know how it's going to go. I, 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 I think it. We, hopefully, we shouldn't get any nasty fouls on that. I'm going to say uh, another uh, non no contest due to yeah. some kind of a forced <laughs> unforced injury error. I'm going to yeah. say that. I'm going to say, and it's going to be against Ankalaev because he's a knucklehead right now. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Put that one in the box. Austin's choice of that one. Yeah. I'll go to my grave with this one. Description. Yeah. If you get that, get PB to put that in the picks for you as a special bonus. If you get it right, you can start off with a five point. Why not, right? <laughs> <laughs> the perfect pick. Oh, shit. But yeah, anyway, we'll be back. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Uh, subscribe. My mouth's not working at the moment. It's been a long. We've been at this for like two hours, and I said this show was going to be about an hour longish. I know. Uh, so I think, we've had a, I think we've had a pretty good one. Uh, so uh, nice chatting with you, Austin. Uh, hey, you as well, sir. See everybody next week. Goodbye, everyone. Say goodbye, Austin. <laughs> Later. <laughs> say, go- say goodbye, Dave. I see you've just unmuted yourself. Bye, everyone. Fuck you, Austin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
We got him. Yes, we did it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't order from Latvia. You did. Why the, why the fuck has it come from Latvia? I don't. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>